All right, Mots, we are back. Episode 147 of The Rink Shrinks. What do you say? You ready to go? Let's go. This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. The last of the major pro sports leagues kicks off this week, and Bet Online is your top spot for all your NBA action this season. With MLB postseason, NFL, and college football, as well as NHL in full swing, Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport, anytime. Head on over to Bet Online today to get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code Believe. That's B L E A V to receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Mots, good time to catch up here. We had a great interview coming up for you guys with Jimmy Howard, which everybody will really, really enjoy. But what's been going on before we uh, we get to the interview? I've just been staying busy, uh, mowed my lawn, and nice. I um, I like to. You know, use the machine without a bag and just chop up the leaves. Okay. And then, you know, buzz the whole thing and then put the uh, basket on and, and make the lines and scoop up the, uh, you know, the clippings. But it's just, it's just so annoying. Lawn, to get... lawn care 101 with Mike Motto. <laughs> yeah. So you get, uh, it, you don't have to get off the machine as much and doesn't fill up uh, the basket as uh, quickly. So, I mean, you're doing it twice, really, but mm. I think it's less time. In my opinion. Okay. And then yeah, I rather, uh, than, rather than having a rake. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. I mean I still do like raking. Bags. Though. The bags. Yeah. <laughs> having to put the leaves in the bags. What a nightmare. I came up with a good system. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, just uh in the back of the truck, you know, like make sure that the top is down. Mm-hmm. Just, so when you go to the dump, you just yank it off all at once. Um, but then I was gonna come up with this other thing with like um <laughs> Remember the, um, well, you know, like the mesh that goes around the trampoline? Yeah. Yep. So our trampoline got blown over one time and the post, one of the posts kind of like bent and like the thing was all mangled. But um, I was thinking about constructing something where, you know, you secure it to the bed of the truck. So then you can just, you know, have this huge mound of leaves like way above the truck bed, you know, so it doesn't blow out. Um and just like make one trip versus like four. Oh, that's still. Oh, the... so you you can't even bag them. You no, you can bag them in your truck. Well, that I think it's easier. Like I just back it, back it like right close, and I rake it all over. Bl- use the blower. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's there's different. And then ways. where do you blow them? Like you up, you're just on somebody else's lawn. <laughs> no, you blow them into the pile. Then you got to scoop them and you send them. Put them in the truck. Send them over to Billy Ryan's house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, man, now they're your problem, String. Right. <laughs> no, but like I think the machine, like if I can just keep doing it, um, you know, there's still plenty of leaves on the trees, but um, you know, just kind of just trying to work smarter, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But yeah. uh I was able to go into Watertown. There was a uh street hockey rank dedication. Jerry York was honored. Uh, yep. he's from Watertown and uh, you know, a legend of the game, winning this uh, NCAA coach. Yeah, like some selectmen, uh, some people in the area. But, um, you know, it, it was at Moxley Park. You know, so Richard Moxley uh, served in Vietnam, and, um, you know, it's, na- it's named after him. But they built this really cool street hockey rink. That's uh, awesome. You know, 
you know, the Bruins um, Foundation supported it along with the Bruins outreach, um, you know, the community outreach where they did like a little clinic and the kids played and you know, Blades was there. I fired a couple biscuits on on Blades. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. um, no, it was great. John Whitesides, who was my strength and conditioning coach yep. at BC, and then he was at, with the Bruins for a long time. He was there. He's, he's a big part of that, you know, like yep. school visits and um, fitness and um, – he ran him yeah, he does all that B fit stuff, right? Yes, exactly. Yep. Um, but he's a great guy. It was fun catching up with him. Um, but it was it was a nice day. And I was thinking, and I was telling people, I was like, if this was in my neighborhood growing up, like I would ne- never have come home. You know, like we right. would play there all they they put up these nice LED lights. I think they shut off on timers around nine, but mm-hmm. um yeah, it was it was a cool event and it was good to see Jerry York and we um we caught up for a bit, Bob Sweeney and what was okay. Yorkie's? What's Yorkie's take on the uh, on on the Eagles so far this year? You know he he didn't go to. I don't think he went to many games last year. Maybe none. He just wanted to kind of you know step away and let Brownie kind of take over and not be a distraction. But um, yeah, he like he's he's been to a couple games, I believe, and he's um, he's impressed with the young skill and you know BC's kind of back on track where they where they belong. So yeah. But he's 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 just a, a really influential person, the community, and uh, obviously the hockey world. So, you know, U.S. Hall, hockey Hall of Fame, NHL Hockey Hall of Fame. Yeah, impressive pretty, resume. Pretty legit. Yeah. yeah. No, it's to great. Say the least. And I think you said last episode, right? Was it was it Coach Brown was talking about he'd have to win forty games for the next, you know, well that was years, yeah. So was Dave Carl was oh the, okay yeah yeah the Denver coach. He's like the second youngest coach in ncaa and he would have to average like i think it was like 23 wins a year for 40 years to reach jerry york jesus which is nuts it's unbelievable (laughs) i got two things for you uh so one of my summer jobs in college was building playgrounds and we built a playground in watertown it's definitely fallen down by now (laughs) i I wouldn't trust it with mike lynch yeah, exactly. With Lynch, yeah. Yes, yes, with Lynchy. So me, Brennan Byrne, Andy O'Connor, we uh yeah, we we had a summer there. We had some fun. We had some laughs with Lynchy and this other dude that was kind of like the 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 grunt and the hard worker of the crew. Mm-hmm. And uh and we were just the screw around guys, and this guy would just yell at us the whole time. So we had some laughs with him. Uh a couple of stories we can't talk about on the air, that's for sure. Uh but it was uh, it was good, so that's awesome. I mean, like you said, having those roller hockey rinks, like we're for, for you know street hockey rinks, roller hockey rinks. We're fortunate to to live in the city where there's you know one or two like right down the street, and the kids play all the time, and it's a great way to you know develop your skills and have fun. And and you know I know I talked about it a couple episodes, but like our kids playing different leagues and three on three tournaments, it's a blast, and the kids have so much fun doing it. And I love going down and watching and hanging out and and i got a text just the other day we were talking about you know since we're talking about pox and stuff and kevin o'brien from the junior terriers he sent me a picture he must have been driving by old mike motto playground in uh in avon mass nice picture <laughs> there so anybody's yeah. got it like we need to start having people driving by taking pictures with the little shrine yeah yeah like Maybe we should do an episode from there <laughs> yeah it's right next to the library where i spent all my time yeah, yeah, exactly. Is that <laughs> no, a street hockey court too in Avon, or just a park? N- n- no, it's just it's that uh, the library is right there. It's like kind of right on the main road, 
But mm-hmm. I used to play street hockey right there. And then we used to get kicked out of the tennis courts, but even though no one played tennis. Uh, right, yeah. Not a but then we went down to the – Going on in Avon. Yeah, the, the school, uh, Butler Elementary, where I went. And I was just telling people, I, every day after school, I'd, I'd work the landline, make sure we had a goalie. It was like men's league. You know, like yeah, yeah. Get, get a goalie there and, you know, play Claire or whatever. If we had two goalies, it was a bonus. Right, right. But, but it was um, – yeah, no, I'm, I was really happy that, that I was able to attend and – um. The kids were having a ball. Went to overtime. Nice. It was, uh, it was great. So, oh, that's good stuff. A lot of, awesome. lot of fun. Good, good. How about uh, we got we got some games coming up? I know I'll be uh, pretty busy here with a uh, couple tournaments around here. Luckily, we're we're all local, but I'm basically between, um, you know, Foxborough. Oh, we play Thursday night actually at Harvard uh, with one of the boys, and then we're at Foxborough, Tingsboro, Marlboro. So. I'm hitting all the burrows, and uh, there'll be a lot of windshield time this uh, this weekend for sure. Yeah, we're out in uh, Marlboro Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So yeah, yeah, I got a bright I got a bright and early with with Brooke at Daily Rank. And, oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be bring buzzing. The, bring the mittens for that bond. I know. Good ice though. Great ice. Good ice. Yeah. Good, good ice. Good so ice. it's good. Yeah. I mean, I talked to a lot of colleges and. Uh, Actually, some pro scouts, they'll be kind of floating around these these tournaments. So, yeah. um, you know, I don't want to, like, over overstep and, you know, tell the kids or the, the, the players, but they, they need to know that people are watching. And, like, that's, the, like, a message that you always want to send. Like, you never know who's going to be in the rank. Right. 100%. No, it's great. It's great. Uh, it's a great opportunity for somebody, like you said before, like, just to get on somebody's radar, right? That's right. That's all you need to do. Get on a list. So then when, you know, so for example, like this split season, make they make a list and, you know, you want to be high on that list and you want to be playing the game the right way. Like you don't have to be the one scoring the goals, but, you know, people are watching for value and um, you want to be as high up on that list for the winter season when they, um, when they get back out there. No, good stuff. What about uh, Halloween's coming up? Any costumes in mind? You dressing I, up this year? Or you just giving out candy? Um, well, I'm, I'm going to dress up for um, for the office. I have okay. to defend my title. Um, but yeah, I, yeah I what was to, it? Was it last year you did the the, the Bernie Lomax? Yeah, I think that was like two years ago. Yeah, yeah. 147 episodes in, I, I lose track. <laughs> yeah, uh, a few years ago, I dressed up as one of our estimators. You know, an older guy. <laughs> Uh, you know, he's just a great guy, uh, Bill Smith. And I just like to stay in character and he can be like a little grouchy at times. So like, I was just like really just kind of foul all day and, um, <laughs> I enjoyed it, you know, and I, yeah. I want, he, he was actually the deciding vote and his, his son came in second cause he voted for himself pretty much like for my that, costume. That's <laughs> awesome. So that's the, awesome. The old, he's like, Hey, doppelganger, what's up? <laughs> So what 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 what's on tap for this year's? Yeah, I like to keep it close to the best. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're gonna have to recap next week. I, got yeah, it. I know. I got it. What about practice? Are you gonna have practice on Tuesday night? And that that's a good question. We um, you know, like for young. That's when it kids, is, right? Tuesday night coming up. Yeah, the thirty first. Yeah. Shout um, out Dan Whitney. His birthday too. Former guest. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
I, I think this, I mean, for older kids, I absolutely not. Like, I wouldn't cancel practice. We, we actually have it on Wednesday, so it doesn't What's really... the cutoff? What's the cutoff for that age? 13 or 14? Yeah. I mean, like, what, what do you want to, like, dress up as Count Chocular and go fill a, <laughs> you know, a pillowcase a, full a of pillow? candy? You know, I mean, it's like, come on. Yeah. Um, but... I, yeah, but, no. It's... But the parents are still required to drive them. So who's gonna? You just gotta. I mean, right. like our Instagram post. I guess you just leave the 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 candy yeah, on luck. the doorstep. Yeah, that'll be emptied in one swoop. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Um, well, I'll let you know. I, I'll uh, Collins are you fourteen? Uh, yeah. Again, we'll, we'll pull the team. team? We'll see what Freddie Maya decides. He's the he he runs the show, so mm. uh, we'll see what Coach Meyer, you know, figures out. I guess we'll see how they perform this weekend. Oh, that, that could be a nice little carrot. Okay. Yeah, no candy for you, or you know, <laughs> you deserve the night off, or you you uh, whatever, right? But my my 2011s, they practice. I think I would I would cancel it. They're still at that 12 year old age where they like to go out and have fun and yeah. kind of you know, hang around, mess around with their buddies. I mean, our neighborhood here is, is unbelievable for, for trick-or-treating. And it's nice when the kids are at that age where, you know, Joanna and I can just sit on the porch and hand out candy. And, you know, if a parent wants to stop by and have a cocktail or something, you do so. It's that, That's like the best when they get to that age where you're no longer walking door-to-door with them. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Good. Um yeah, I'm thinking now. Like, I, I, I would like to scare some kids at the door. <laughs> yeah, I just... that's my brother's go-to too. He <laughs> sent a video last night of knocking on his daughter's door, and he had like flashed to himself in like this ridiculous, like scary-looking mask. And she opened the door, and it's just like him sitting there, and he had it perfectly on camera, like her just jumping right out of her <laughs> sneakers. I was dying i'm like this kid nuts yeah and you know what at the office we have a daycare yeah oh yeah some so scare some little little kids that'll yeah. be great that'll be great for the brand <laughs> they, they have to walk by my office to go to like playtime or nap time or whatever <laughs> so, yeah i have to come up with something good yeah. <laughs> oh so you don't even have it planned yet you're saying you're saying you're keeping it close to the vest you don't no, I, know I have being. a couple ideas but, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe go as Jersey Shore. Oh yeah, Jim Tan Laundry. Yeah. Just Why have not? a white theater on. Oh yeah. Be great. Be great. <laughs> uh, what else do we got here? Did you? Uh, oh, I know. Did Did you want to talk to about uh, Alana Devlin? Oh yeah. So my buddy uh, Joe Devlin's daughter Alana's uh, playing for uh, the Naha White team, the U nineteen. Uh, she's mm-hmm. going to BC next year, and um, they beat Shattuck. Uh, girls, they were number one in the country, and she had a, a fantastic uh, showing, scoring uh, the game when a goal on a, a shorthanded breakaway. Wow! But uh, yeah, she's a two hundred foot player, and you know she's um, going to be trying out um, for the 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 U eighteen selection uh, to play in the Worlds. Okay. So she she was already in one of those showcase uh, kind of festivals over the summer. Played against uh, Sweden and Canada in Lake Placid. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to give her a shout-out and keep up the good work and best of luck in Blaine. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Uh, great for Yeah, I know there's a Dorchester girl in the mix, too, Maddie Murphy. She plays at Dexter. I'm, I forget where she's going to school. But, um, 
that's it's great there's it there's some local representation from around here so that's great stuff and best of uh yeah i mean anytime you knock off the number one team in the country is great but best of uh best of luck to alana f- for sure yeah yeah you know, her dad's a great guy and yeah i've, yeah. I've seen no, her play a times. Man, I, i've met him up i i, I yeah. played golf them before he's a great guy awesome great guy character character so, for sure yeah we wish her the best there's good luck from the shrinks absolutely and uh did you catch up on the the frozen fr- uh frozen I, I every time i see it i think a frozen fenway yeah. uh but the frozen fenway we were able to watch tuesday night uh, i thought Bucciagrat frozen Bucci. frenzy yeah i know but every time i see it and even when the like the logo you just I, said frozen fenway that's what i just said if you were listening to me i said every time i see it <laughs> i think of frozen fenway uh frozen frenzy there you and go. the um what's it called i thought john Bucciagrat and 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 kevin weeks did a great job on there i it, you know we talked about it earlier in the week and our little recap show but I thought it was. Uh, I, I thought it went really well. How about you? Yeah, I um, I had it on tape, you know, because I was no, watching I... the the, uh, the bees. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, the bees Chicago game. Um, but did it was great. Flip, did you have to flip the tape over and get <laughs> get the B side? The B side. No, it was. Um, I thought it was well done. Uh, yeah, so it I, was. I I actually you know put a tweet out there. Jesus, I know. Wow. I tweeted and um it's probably not even called tweeted anymore because they changed the name. Oh yeah. But they, congrats on your first, anyways. Yeah, so um I thought Weeksy and um Bucci did a great job at just kind of like and it wasn't just goals, it wasn't just highlights. They showed some some good action, some good plays, some power play stuff that didn't work, you know. Mm-hmm. But like the producers did a good job. I you know, like we said, it could have gone either way. But, you know, imagine, like, being there and just kind of being on and watching and flipping back and forth. Like, it's, you know, your ADD would have kicked in, you know, sensory overload. It was. It definitely uh, – even I walked in the house from practice. I was a little late. Uh, Liam's on the ice till 9 o'clock. So, we uh, – even Joanna was like, I can't keep track of this. I thought we were watching the Bruins game. Like, what is going on? And I'm like, yeah. Like that's how I feel when the when the red zone's on at the house. But I thought they did a good job because they did kind of slow it down a bit and took some breaks. And you know, it, it, I I did think it was uh, it was well done. I followed it for the most part till I fell asleep on the couch. Yeah, so I I would like for them to do it more. I mean, yeah. not every team. And there was so much playing. goals too. It, like yeah. that really worked out. I don't know what the final tally was, but I know they were. You know, were it was tracking. cool. They were tracking it, and it was like you know, 115 goals is the, the the most on one day or whatever that that number was, and they were up in the 90s at one point. But you know, I know there was a couple games left, but I'm sure they got pretty close to it. That was uh, it was great. It was it, it was it was really good, and hopefully, I know that tweet. Uh, you know, maybe Bucci will will jump on and talk about it. Yeah, I, I was like, hey, we got to get you on the uh, the podcast too. So I, I, I love did a, a public uh, invite to him. I love it. I love it. Uh, Franklin Sports is the official street hockey partner of the National Hockey League. Since we're talking about them, um, check out their line of NHL official street hockey games and training equipment at franklinsports.com today. Yeah, and, and talking about that street hockey um, rink opening, so Franklin's kind enough to donate. Uh, equipment to those guys sticks balls yep. um the goalie pads and helmets and stuff and so i was out there you know you know trying to work on my game but and that's the other thing that my message to the kids was 
you know what? There's only so much ice time. This is, you know, available for you in your, in your neighborhood here. And you should take advantage of it. You know, go into franklinsports.com and get your training tools and, and hit the, uh, the pavement and work on your game because they have such a great little facility there now in, in Watertown. So, but uh, make sure you check out franklinsports.com. Uh, I wanted to shout out Ryan Shea, former guest, uh, played his first couple NHL games. Did you happen to catch any of those, Mots? Yeah, well, I was watching last night. Um, he was he looked great, and I, yeah, I he looks always, like a pro out there, doesn't he? Yeah, I've always liked his game. He was a Chicago draft pick, so when I was scouting, I, I would watch him closely, and and I always thought that he was very good at retrievals under pressure, mm-hmm. and that's like one thing that is so important. Like so, in the college level, in you know, just think about, you know, accelerating to the NHL or pro in particular. Yeah. If you can do that consistently, you're going to be a value add to the team. And, yep. you know, using the middle of the ice and he snaps pucks. You know, he played some forward growing up and, you know, understands, you know, certainly he has good skill sets, but he's finding his game, finding his pro game and uh, just really happy for him. I think he was like guest number five or something like that. Yeah, he was definitely early, and obviously we've had a long relationship with his father, Danny, who was a, a great player at, at BC back in the day. And it was awesome to see, you know, they, there was some different things out on uh, on social media just about his family and his friends. And But I, I even wanted to bring up, like, his path, right? It was, you know, compared to a lot of these kids, not the traditional path. Uh, you know, he grew up playing a lot of forward. I remember having the conversation with his dad when he was in middle school at BC high, they, they, they moved him back, tried him at D started getting, you know, a little bit longer and stretching out a little bit. And and to me watching him play forward, I'm like, he would be a great puck moving defenseman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Danny like was a, was a big time scorer. And, and I think he was a little bit hesitant at first, but he, you know, Ryan like really wanted to do it. And, you know, we went, did seventh and eighth grade at BC High, continued like freshman, sophomore, junior year, played a year in Youngstown um, in the USHL, and then four years at Northeastern, you know, ended up being the captain, being part title. They had obviously were really, really good teams at that time with, you know, Coach Madigan and Coach Keefe and those guys. So it was just like his development uh, path was you know, we always talk about these superstars, right? And and he grew up playing with Noah Hannafin and the Jack Eichels and 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 that you know ninety seven birth year around here and you know John Marino another one, right? Like they had a really really good team and he was never like the the guy, right? So it's just so cool and rewarding to see. And then even you know signs an NHL contract, right? He picked he he chose Dallas because he did the four years, like you said, he was Chicago uh, Chicago pick. And then, um, you know, grind it out in the American League, right? I remember his, his his first year down in with the Texas Stars. I think he was even get like in and out of the lineup a little bit. And then, you know, really like figured out the pro game and played three years in the AH, AHL, signed with Pittsburgh and, you know, started the season with those guys and, and now two games into it. And hopefully, um, you know, he can just keep progressing and, and get a really good chance there. Yeah, and the, we talk about it quite a bit about – you know, preparing yourself for that opportunity and, yep. you know, just not reserving yourself to just taking the shortcuts because you're not where you want to be. And I think that's a, a very good lesson for a lot of players and, and parents to hear. You know, it's not going to always be the easy path or the, the the path that you want right away. So you have to continue to work and, and, and be mentally tough for mm-hmm. when those challenges come. But when that opportunity does arise and you need to take advantage of it, and Ryan's doing that. No, it's great. And I, I, I talked to his uncle John today and he's like, you know, how long till, 
Danny's like on the back of the Zamboni or, or in the <laughs> locker room trying to get free sticks and, and, and things like that, right? Like hitting Crosby up for an autographed jersey. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be he's, soon. A, he's a classic, but it, it really was. It was it was great and almost like a little tear to the eye to see him. And I think they had like 25, 30 family members in St. Louis for the opening game. And uh, his brother Connor and I know his sisters. Like it was it was great to to see all them at the game. Obviously, his mother Kathy. So it's uh it, it's great stuff. And you know he's got a great group of friends and buddies that are there supporting him. And you just love to see it, right? A kid that's just paid his dues and worked as you know what off and and that's what it's all about that's right yeah you know it's so fun to see guys that you know having some some success after the work that he's put in and you know, not the traditional path so uh really happy for him and hope that he keeps it up and stays there for a very long time a very long time similar story to you Mott's a little bit right and that you you never know he could uh you know let's let's keep chasing games here and and play for a long time i love it but i think it's time we get to our interview with jimmy howard obviously great goaltender with the detroit red wings he uh very insightful stories into his career but before we do so let's talk about tsr hockey located up in tax-free salem new hampshire where you can stock up on all your equipment needs um tsrhockey.com for all your shopping needs online uh if you want to reach out to the team store 603-912-5970 ask for mike or dave they'll take care of you there um, they do a great job up there. We're actually in talks with them right now about getting a little rink shrink swag, like some Christmas swag getting out. So stay tuned for that information. That's going to be, uh, out on our social media channels. If you want to pick up a, you know, a hat or a hoodie or a t-shirt, whatever for the, for the holidays, uh, you know, hopefully you can support the shrinks in TSR hockey. Yeah, no, that's great. I, I actually sent up, uh, an assistant coach, like he, well, actually, he coaches the uh, the the U eighteen uh, Kings team. Mm-hmm. You know, he he's like, I, I I'm getting back into men's league and I need some gear. I'm like, go up to TSR hockey. The boys will take care of you. He showed me his gloves, like he has no palms. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, the, they'll they'll take care of you up there. Outfit you're uh, all set. Make sure you tell them that uh, the shrink sent you though. I love it. I love it. And now time for the interview with Jimmy Howard. <laughs> All right, and our next guest on the Rink Shrinks podcast is a veteran of 543 NHL games, all with the Detroit Red Wings, a three-time NHL All-Star, an Olympian, a you know just an absolute superstar at the University of Maine, and I had to try to score on him quite a bit those times. A lot of muffins were being thrown his way. Uh, a, a great person, and uh, you know a, a, a guy that we can all call a friend here. So we're looking forward to chatting with you. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Jimmy Howard. How's everything going, buddy? Uh, everything's going great. I'm looking forward to this ever since we spoke to each other at the Troy Spe- uh, Sports Center a couple of weeks ago. That's great. Hey, for t- uh, taking the time, and you know, it, it's it's great because like you've you've had a path that a lot of kids want to get to. Number one, you know, college hockey. You know, I, I'm coaching a U18 <clears throat> team that you know some of these kids really want to get get going. But can we like rewind it and like can you? Tell us how you fell in love with the game and and like some of your early influences and and how you got to be you know one of those weird goalies. <laughs> <laughs> Great question, Mats. Uh, my dad, my dad was a huge influence uh, early on for me. Uh, he was the high school hockey coach in my hometown in upstate New York, and he was the one that uh, you know introduced me to the game. He 
what I got to ride the bus with the guys. I got to, you know, I skated around as the little devil, you know, leading the team out on the ice. Yeah, like, yeah. I was, oh yeah, I even had a photo with the team, like dressed as the little devil. As you know, like, <laughs> so they, so I was around it. I was, you know, I was a little rink rat when I was when I was younger. Like I was always around it, but I was all. I was so fascinated because with the goalie equipment, because at that time it was, you know, late eighties, early nineties. And that's when the colored equipment started coming out and the painted masks. Mm-hmm. So I would grab the guy's stuff even after practice or a game. And I put it on and be sweating. My dad come into the room and guys would be firing tape balls at me and he'd be like, what are you doing? get that off that's disgusting like you're gonna get an infection like god only, god, god only knows like you know where these guys in bed so, like i was i was drawn from it uh at a young age and um i remember well i don't remember he tells the story way better than i do but i remember uh the goalie position was open my first year sport and i was like dad let me go let me yeah. go for it and he was like, he thought it was just going to be a phase. And from there, I just, I ran with it. So I was, I was always a goalie. Mm. So that's interesting. As far because as I can remember. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you play out. So you never played mm-hmm. out really. I would that- in house league, I'd play out um, every once in a while um, if, in upstate New York, where I'm from, like if we played against lesser competition. I would play out, but I've only scored one goal in my life, and it was an empty netter, and I was playing defense, and I pretty much sent it the full length of the ice. <laughs> <laughs> and, that was, and I think that was in, like, second-year squirts. So, like, That's awesome. Yeah, one goal in my life. That's fantastic. I love that stuff, obviously, growing up, um, you know, in the Boston area, but it was similar with us and, you know, obviously with Keith and I and, and – my father was a high school hockey coach and some of our greatest memories, like my father drove a truck for FedEx and would get out of school and he'd like pick us up, throw us in the back of the box mm-hmm. truck and had his station was like a mile from the rink, you know, he'd go and switch over his car would, we'd be like waiting in the car and then it'd bring us to hockey practice. And, you know, we looked up to all those kids, like all the, you know, that played at Randolph High School and, and you know, which is just a public school near where we, we, we near where we grew up, like next town over, close to Mott's actually. But yeah, they, uh, you know, it was like, that's where we loved it. Like I have memories of, you know, my father and my uncle at like, you know, four or five years old, just like ripping passes at us from one end of the rink to the other and going out early and skating. And, mm-hmm. you know, after every practice, my father would be like, all right, it's puck watch time, you know? So I'd have to like go run around the rink and pick up any loose pucks and, and find oh, I do. I like, do like that thing. was my role. Yeah. That was my role. Mm-hmm. Like I was the puck boy. And if there yeah. was, you know, those nasty stands mots at that, at the random, Oh yeah. The pool, what's it? The Pustis. Yeah. I'd be down there like picking up pucks, you know, with, with, yeah. Sludge on whatever. Them. Yeah. Six year old popcorn kernels stuck to the <laughs> to the to the box. But it's great memories. And that's like we're really um lucky and, and it, you know we wouldn't have had the success we did if it didn't kind of start there. So it's really cool to hear your story similar to that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, like my dad first and foremost. But yeah. it was the same thing. 
But we were fortunate enough that we had probably the nicest arena in upstate New York and actually um, St. Lawrence County. Mm. Like it was, it's called the Golden Dome and it's attached to the high school and it was warm compared to the rest of the rinks that we played in. Like, you know, like I remember going to Brazier Falls, um, you know, where uh, Derek Malone's from and you know, he had chicken wire around the outside for, for glass. Like, yeah. and that's what, and that's what we grew up playing with in upstate New York. So, but, uh, I wouldn't have changed it, you know, for the world. Like a lot of, a lot of memories and freezing my rear end off, you know, trying to, trying to get warm, you know, after games and, and stuff like that. It was, uh, you know, it was, it was unique. These kids, they got it so easy nowadays. <laughs> Good snack bar in those rings. An upstate? Good snack bar. Oh, good snack bar. Probably, uh, probably have to say Canton Pavilion, where St. Lawrence is. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but Buddy and all uh, Brad's dad calls it a ring steak. So, good, 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 <laughs> a good uh, ring slice. Pizza. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a ring steak. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The fries at Canton Pavilion, they were dynamite. I remember right. one night I sat at them and, uh, my dad was not too happy with me, but <laughs> you live and you learn, right? Oh, that's great. Now, what was it? Um, you know, obviously, growing up in the the you know Syracuse area, like it, it always says. Oh, but two hours north, buddy. Two hours north is where you were. Yeah. Okay. So, what yeah. was the 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 youth hockey experience like? So, youth hockey, everyone played for their hometowns. The highest okay. level we had, the highest level we had was B, and then house. Really. But, uh, yeah so like the but we were lucky enough that we were so close to the border Mm. right like i could walk out my front door and look to the right and canada was right there wow so we would we'd hop over the uh the bridge a lot because there's a bridge connected to um the united states from canada to the us right there in my hometown so we would hop over there and we'd go play in in eight tournaments um, over there and we get our asses kicked, Yeah, but it was, it was good for us. And, you know, as we got older, we started, you know, competing more and more within these eight tournaments. And, um, you know, you know, we actually like kids on our team, you know, we actually started getting noticed from, you know, um, junior teams and, and, you know, other AAA programs, um, when we were over there, but, you know how USA hockey hockey functions. Like it's it's very hard once you're you're in it to get out of it, right? Mm. Like so that was one of the biggest hurdles that we had is we had some kids on our team where you know we could go play probably at the double A, you know, probably the lower end triple A teams. Yeah. We couldn't play we, like us. Like if we showed up to a tournament. And we saw Little Caesars getting off a bus with all their matching apparel and, and, and everything that I live now. Like, like, it, it would have been like, oh, my God, we're going to get destroyed. And uh, But, you know, we could have probably played at the lower end, you know, some of us at the AAA level, the higher end AA. But in order to do that, we would have had to travel through two, three snowballs to get to Syracuse. So... Right. Like, so everyone stuck to their hometowns and, you know, you just, you know, it was nothing better than when sectional, pre-sectionals, sectionals and states arrived for, 
for us in the spring. That was when, you know, everything was, you know, everything, you know, over the course of the year was about that. Right. You know, it was beating your rivals from Canton, Potsdam, Messina, Malone, mm-hmm. everything, you know, all those teams, all the small town communities in northern New York. Right, right. Well, that must have been great, especially like even that work. And this is a question I probably, you know, I wanted to ask you even later, but we can bring it up now. But as a goalie and you're going up like and now you're you're, you're probably getting peppered, right, playing those better teams. Uh, was that something that you think was uh you know, attributed to your success or like, do you think, and I guess like I could tie it into coaching now, like, cause you must get approached, right. And like, Hey, mm-hmm. what's the best option for a goalie? Is it like more shots being on a weaker team or is it, um, you know, being on like that really, really good team where maybe, you know, you might be winning some games, whatever, 10, nothing and not getting a lot of work, freezing your ass off. Uh, that's a great question. That's a great question. Um, I, I would try to find somewhere in between, mm. right? Like not a team that's you're constantly going to get your doors blown off no matter how many saves you make, but you don't want to be on the best team either because you're not going to get any work to develop. Mm. I would want to find something, you know, right in the middle. That's something, you know, you're competitive, but as a goalie, the only way you're going to get noticed is if you get the opportunity to win games for your team. Yeah. Right. And when you play for, you know, these better programs, your Terriers or, you know, Little Caesars or Mid Fairfield, the goalies, they don't get really see a lot of work at, at this younger age at this moment, right? right. They right. will when they get when they get older. And, right. and that's when it's judgment day for them. But uh, it's, I would, as, as a parent, if I had a kid that actually played that, I would try to find you know, something that's not high end, but something that's, you know, not low end either, where, you know, you got to worry about the kid's confidence every single time he gets off the, uh, gets off the ice. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. Um, It's a good answer. No, it's a great answer. And, and, you know, coming from someone who played the position, uh, I think some of the parents that, you know, have the goalies on those high end teams might, you know, say, hey, you know, they're getting some shots in practice, like from the high-end players. I, I still think that you need game reps. Game experiences, Ex- though, where, is where exactly. it counts. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, You it, don't want to talk any goalies off your, uh, your, your, your stud 2014 Caesars team. He either has, so be careful. No, right? I know. <laughs> well, that's, that's a plus. We only have one, so. There you go. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's your guy. Yeah, yeah he's not going anywhere. <laughs> we we need them we don't like to play defense there you go there you go i'm all running gun I'm from the go. yeah, yeah. activate the, yeah. activate the d yeah, yeah. Down you're the gonna wall. be getting two on ones and three on o's two, all oh, yeah. all game long hey and we give them up in boatloads <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's that's great so can you talk about like that progression from playing like the kind of like the local town regional stuff um, in upstate New York uh, to go into the Canada Valley uh, Lancers uh, and, and playing a little bit of junior or just like that oh, next man, step, yeah. that next yeah, step. So that, that next step is, is kind of crazy. So my dad worked uh, as you guys would know, the Can-Am hockey school in Lake yep. Placid. 
right? So like six weeks out of the summer, he'd be gone. Yeah. He'd be there. Wow. He'd be working, and I I would go and attend every once in a while. Um, I think I went like maybe two or three times, but um, from there he got to know a lot of people in Canada because they come down in the summertime, and so I actually got to introduced to a goalie coach through Can-Am where my dad would drive me up to Ottawa, which is, you know, about an hour each way. Um, so he would take me up there on Sundays and, and do basically just power skating. And the only way to get in with this goalie coach was he would pick you through power skating to go to the back rink, which is basically, you know, it's just a third of a rink with three creases on on the on the ice surface and yeah. he would run goalies through there every single night so he would pick certain goalies out through power skating okay these are the kids that are getting it okay you know like all right he checks the boxes okay he's going to get the chance to go you know in the back studio rink and when you so, say jimmy when you say power skating are you talking like just they, he's watching Zero you. Putts. He's watching he's you watching, skate. He's watching us all skate. But you have your equipment on and everything. It's just everything. It, yeah, everything. And not even seeing a biscuit. Not even seeing a biscuit. Nope. Wow. No pucks. An hour. And how old? Skating. And how old were you at this time? I was. I started doing that when I was eleven. Wow. So. I think I was 11. I don't know. It's a good question for my dad. Yeah, but I 11, think I 12, was, probably. Yeah, yeah, when I was 12, I got invited back to the uh, studio rink, and wow. that's when and that's when stuff started started to take off for me. Like then, um, when I was 12, I got to play you know spring hockey for the uh, Ottawa Valley Selects AAA team. So started getting to go to Toronto, you know, playing AAA events in the spring, um, and then. From there, um, it was just like we were 13, 14 years old, and our parents started bringing us to uh, junior tryouts in Canada mm -hmm. just to get our names out, right? Yeah. Like none of us, none of us ever thought we were going to make a team. It was just, you know, like, look, we got these great group of young kids here, um, you know, especially, you know, there was, I think there was two or three of us from the New York side where not a lot of exposure. So our parents drove us around. Like I remember going to um, Brockville Braves in the CJHL, uh, you know, tryout, uh, Pembroke Lumber Kings, uh, you know, and Cornwall Colts, et cetera, et cetera, um, in these tryouts. And you basically like for players, you know, they're out there the entire time because it's basically scrimmage format. For, but for goalies, you sit there and you get your, you know, you get your fifteen, maybe twenty minutes if you're lucky, and you gotta, you gotta perform. Well, I ended up going to a junior B camp when I was fourteen years old um, in Westport, mm -hmm. and I kept making the cuts. And my dad is like, "This is, this isn't right." So finally. <laughs> He's like, so no, my high school goalie, I need him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, dude, I need this kid. Yeah. So finally on, on the last night, my dad was like, all right, this is it. He's getting cut. They call us into the room. I'm 14 years old. And the GM and the head coach are standing right there. And they're like, we want to offer you a spot. 
And we were like, what? Like, hold on a second. Are you guys for real? Like, or you guys, you know, we getting punked here. Yeah, it's Ashton. Like, is there, yeah, I know. Is there, is there a camera like somewhere where, you know, we're going to wind up on PSN or something like that or Sportsnet? <laughs> like, you guys are, you know, pulling, pulling one over us? Like, whoa, 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 whoa. It's 14 years old. Like, there's guys in the sleeve that are 21. Uh, and they're like, no, like, you have a spot. So I remember I'm like, I get in the car and my dad, he's so excited that I, I just made this junior team as a 14 year old. But I remember getting in the vehicle and I'm like, dad, what do I, what do I do about JV soccer? Cause at the time I was like, I was playing soccer for the high school, you know, JV. I'm in ninth grade. And, uh, he's like, well, you're going to have to, you know, have a sit down with the coach and tell him you're no longer playing soccer. <laughs> so like I did and the next day I called up the coach and I was like, uh, yeah, like I made this junior team in Canada, but, uh, no longer on the team. Wow. So, like goodbye. So, and then from there I played two years in Westport and then, you know, got drafted to the OHL. And then to the uh, Kanata Valley Lasers, where I spent a year. Yeah. And onward to the uh, the program. Was that so? So um, at that point in time, you know, especially playing a lot of hockey in Canada, was the major junior option real for you? Great, great question. You're you're hitting this out of the park. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> you are hitting this out of the park. Yeah, uh, I was supposed to sign well, with. It's Peter the only Rowe. goals I've ever scored on you, right? Yeah, I know. There no. you go. Uh, I was I'm just throwing muffins at you, just as usual. <laughs> I was supposed to sign with Peterborough, and then the day I was signing with Peterborough, like my family advisor had my contract from Peterborough. I'm signing it at my house. Mike Eves called from the program. Wow, and he's like you've been invited to the US program. And I get off the phone with Mike Eves. My dad pulls back into the house from getting the contract off the fax machine that he had to have sent to his buddy's house. Yeah. We didn't have a fax machine. Right. And so he comes, he comes walking in. And he's like, who is that on the phone? I go, you're not gonna believe it. I go, it's Mike Eves, Coach Eves with the US program. I just got offered a spot at the US program. And he's like, no, you didn't. I go, yes, I did. He goes, well, I have your contract right here. I was like, I'm not signing. I'm going to the U.S. program. Really? Yeah. All in one day or like, like within in, minutes? Yeah. Within minutes, like literally within minutes. Because growing up so close to St. Lawrence University and Clarkson University, I wanted to play college hockey. I wanted to yeah. – uh, you know, try and play in a frozen four. I remember watching Mott's when he was at Albany, right? Yeah. 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 I was there. And <laughs> I was there. And I remember watching that and I was like, I just want to play college hockey. And yeah. I knew that was going to be the best route for me. Wow. Yeah. And that's, that's like a cool story. And like, you know, you're just kind of like staying in the present and you're, you're just seeing what's in front of you. You're stopping pucks and then each level, like you're kind of just figuring out as you go. I mean, like mm -hmm. you, you said you wanted to like play college, you're like you're, you're thinking about it, but it was never 
Like if Junior was your route because that was the best path for you at the time, you're gonna go that route, and yeah, who, who knows what would have happened? But no. it's it's so cool how things work out. You know, sometimes you can't force things, and you know that day. I mean, must have been pretty special though. I mean, like it's it's a whirlwind. Like even just <laughs> listening to it, it's you know, yeah. I, can't I imagine mean, experiencing I, it. I don't remember this. Why I don't remember this is beyond me. But apparently the the head coach, the GM, assistant GM of the Peach showed up at my front door. Wow. And we're not very happy, according <laughs> to my dad. But I'm like, I don't remember them showing up. Yeah. He's like, how do you not remember them showing up? I was like, I don't know. Must have blacked out. And you <laughs> probably just had – you were probably just like – you know, you knew in your heart what you wanted to do, right? right. You were yeah. Just kind of like, yeah, these guys can be pissed off at me and, and and everything, but like, this is what I want to do. This is my path, and it's a pretty, you know, it's an absolute whirlwind, but it's it's amazing. Yeah. It's no, amazing. it was it it was wild, and all I remember is telling my dad is I get the chance to wear a USA jersey across my chest every single day. Why would I not? Right. And not only that, but like knowing you know the program was still young at the time but you pretty much got the pick of the litter where you wanted to go right so like i was like man this is what i want to do and i told my family advisor i was like this is what i want to do and he was like all right i'm back yeah 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 can you talk about that experience going there like you said it was a little bit in it in its infancy you know just kind of getting its kind of legs its legs under it but like your experience because right now like we see like players coming through there almost nhl ready you know like you know mm-hmm. maybe a year or two later yeah. but uh i know like you know for a lot of players you know it was just an exposure to high level say education on say nutrition training and then like a very competitive schedule at a young age can you just talk to it to, to us about you know your experience and like how you saw it one of my favorite years ever playing mm-hmm. hockey. It was unbelievable. I mean, the group of guys that we had was a very special, very special group. Um, I mean, that birth year, 84 birth year, I mean, on that team, um, myself, Patrick Eves, Mark Stewart, Ryan Kessler, Ryan Suter was playing playing yeah. up. Uh, who else uh, that played in the NHL? Greg Moore. Um, yeah, I'm drawing blanks right now. Oh, Matthew Carl. Yep. Uh, Tim, know, Wallace. Tim Wallace. Tim Wallace. Yeah. yeah. AK, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, we had an unbelievable group of talent there. And, you know, like, it carried over for us. Like, and Mike, it, I think the best thing about it was having Mike Eves as a coach. Mm. Because, you know, like, we had, we kind of had, that chip on our shoulders like yeah you know what we're we're a damn good hockey team but he never let us you know get too high on it right like he would he would chop us down at the knees and just make us work and work and work and you're you know you you sometimes you're like god what do we have to do to please this guy yeah right but he knew also how special of a group we, we were right and you know like I remember going into St. Cloud State that year. Um, so in 2000, yeah, so it was 2001, or was it in the new year of 2002? They were the number one team in the nation. 
Wow. And it took us, and we took them to the brink. It was when they had Hargan was, was it, or D. Kajmira win the Hobie that year? Uh, in o was two? One, two? Oh, two, yeah. Oh, one was uh, Miller. Because they were both up for it, weren't they? Hardigan yeah. and D. Kajmira? I think Hardigan won it, didn't he? That year, O two, uh, Leopold maybe. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I came out of nowhere, Minnesota, right? Yep. <laughs> no, he didn't. That guy was such a. He's so, yeah, no. <laughs> he was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, but uh, unreal. That's who we we lost to that year in the finals. They were nasty. Yeah, so we so we took that team to the break and they ended up getting you know a late bogus five on three late in the game they scored and beat us three two and that was the only that if i remember correctly that was the only time through the year where you walked into the room and we actually saw compassion from mike eves i was gonna say he actually smiled yeah like he actually he was like you know what this group's finally getting it because we were so pissed off that, you know, we were like, man, we just got hosed by WCHA reps. Like, there's right. no there's no way, like, they should have won that game. And he's like, they're getting it. They're getting it. And, you know, we did. And, man, did we work? And it was, you know, but it was all for that, that end goal of winning, you know, the uh, world yeah. under 18 gold yep. medal and yeah. and we were able to do that at the end of the day and so like behind his madness and man we saw you know some madness by him but it it was you know to, to basically make us you know closer as a team and to you know make us pretty much resilient right so like by the time i got to university of maine by Learning from Mike Eves, I was like, man, I feel like I've already played a year of college. Yeah, you know, yeah. from playing that schedule too. Right. What What was the the you know we get questions all the time like how was it coaching your kids and any advice and yada 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 like at that level with that many good players and having you know Mike Eves coaching his son uh, Patrick who was obviously yeah. like you know and he was uh, such a great player and hard work and um, you know just like. He was an uh, unbelievable hockey player, but like, mm-hmm. what were those? Di- like, you guys must be like, Patrick, your father's a dick, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you know, behind Sometimes. the scenes, you're like, yeah, you're like your father. Like, do you even want to go home tonight? Like, this is miserable. I, I mean, I think I remember a couple of times where, like, geez, you gotta get in the car with him. <laughs> oh, he's running just, hot. Yeah, he's like, he's, he's like. Hey, Sorry, do you man, want to sleep at my billet family? Yeah, I know, right? Do you want to come over for, for the night, man? Like, I don't <laughs> yeah. know if I want to get in that car right now. I mean, we just really sucked in practice, and he is not happy. He's 17, but he 18 was, years old, sitting but, in the back seat of his father's, was, <laughs> his father's minivan. But that was the best, but that was the best thing about Mike was when you weren't at the rink, he was so, you know. He was so caring. And even at the rink, he was. Yeah. Like, you could tell, like, he genuinely cared about us. So, like, I never I never had an issue with him, even when, you know, I had to do a 10-mile bike ride right after practice because if you're not five minutes early, you're late, you know, sort of thing. Yeah. And walked in four minutes early. Yeah, t- 10 miles after practice. I was like, God oh. damn it. 
Yeah. On like the 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 hand one, the iodine thing. Yeah, the iodine oh. thing that we had up there. Ten oh. miles. I, I was like, oh god, and it was a killer of a practice too. And I remember, <laughs> and I remember, and I remember, I had to go and ask him to do it like after the practice because I was flying out to Maine to go on my official visit. Oh, so I was wow. like, oh my god, I got to do this after this practice. And it was, just one of those hidden baggers where you can barely feel your legs. Yeah. Yeah. Even as a goalie, like yeah. even as a goalie, like there was so much rubber coming coming at us, you're like, oh my God, I can't stand up. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> Ten mile bike ride. I think I got it done in just just under 30 minutes too. That's unbelievable. Oh, classic. Yeah. So I, I think that, you know, so the coaching and like gives you a mindset right like he kind of put you in a good mindset you guys had a good schedule but like you know you guys came together as a group yeah you know, very talented players and you know looking at the roster everyone went off and and played at a high level you know oh, yeah some, you know so it's like you guys are in it you're in it together those those bonds that you probably formed playing against i mean you're just kids really in my opinion, like playing against, yeah, you know, 17 20, years old. Yeah, yeah 17 years. playing against 24 yeah. year olds, 23 yeah. year olds, and competing and figuring it out, surviving on, in some areas. But, um, you know, that kind of probably galvanized the group and having Mike Eves giving you the kind of the roadmap with no negotiation on hard work and discipline yeah. and, and playing the game the right way and, and doing things like, you know, coming to meetings on early uh, you know early and and there's consequences if you don't mm -hmm. like i love that so it sets you up to be you know in a great spot when you go into another program so yeah you know, i mean it it definitely did sorry i didn't mean to cut no, you no it's fine much, yeah but like it it sets you up to be a man so when you get to college like you know like okay these are my responsibilities like right yeah i got I got to get to class, even though I didn't do that my first semester, but like, <laughs> <laughs> you figured, figured it yeah, out, you figured it out. But, uh, you know, like I got to be, a, you know, to can't be late for any lifts, can't be, you know, late, late to practice, like make sure your schedules, you know, it, you know, in precise manner to, you know, also allow you a little bit of downtime too, because, you know, like as being division one athletes, like you don't get a lot of that. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you got to manage your time, and mm -hmm. I think that's very important to have that kind of routine of or the discipline that uh, he instilled in you, mm -hmm. like when you're on your own a bit, you know. Yeah. yeah. Talk about that decision making process. Obviously, like you said, you know, clocks in St. Lawrence. Um, obviously, growing up there, you know, what was that like to go to, you know, ultimately choose Maine? Well. Clarkson, I took my official visit uh, there because I was homesick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I went yeah. home and I basically I saw my mom, my dad, and my sister and my buddies. Yeah. Clarkson, I never wanted to go to. I wanted to go to St. Lawrence, but Joe Marsh at the time was the head coach. He didn't want me. He, was, he took, called my dad and he was like, um, yeah, we have our two goalies and we're sticking with them. He goes, but I promise whoever your son signs with, we'll get him on the schedule. You know, he stuck wow. to his word. So that was actually yeah. pretty cool. Um, 
Got to spend the weekend with. Do uh, we know who those goalies are? I gotta. We gotta look them up. Oh my god, we'd have to go back. We'd have to go back and. I'm going back right now. Yeah, yeah, go back. We gotta. We gotta do some digging. I think one was Sean Coakley, if I remember correctly. Uh, I don't think Gustafson was still there. Eric Gustafson, remember when? Was what's his name there? Um, didn't uh, McKenna play there? McKenna was there, but I maybe yeah, I think he was a goalie there. Gustafson was gone. Uh, Coakley so, was there in oh one, two thousand oh one. Trying to find it now. So it's oh three oh four would have yeah, been freshman year, right? Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Correct. I, I'm, I, I'm working it. Oh, two, oh, three would have been, yeah, the first year. But I, yeah. yeah. But uh, I had hey. BU. Yeah. BC. Mm-hmm. Michigan State and Maine. And Colorado College. I don't know why Colorado College. Like I remember, Norm Basin. Is that how you yep. say his name? Basin? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's at Lowell oh now, my. right, Mott? Yeah, he's at Lowell. Yeah. yeah, he's been at Lowell for oh a few my. years now. Done a good job with him, yeah. Yeah, especially at Lowell, yeah. But, like, he read me the riot act when I said I wasn't coming to Colorado College. I was like, I didn't even come for a visit. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I didn't even come for a visit. But, oh, man, I remember being at, uh, I remember being at BU and, and like, Wits. Wit yeah. was, you know, took me out. I knew him from like, um, you know, World Juniors and everything like that. Right. Like McConnell, so, yeah, McConnell, uh, Miser, yeah, Justin, Miser. the Mize. <laughs> oh, I was hanging out with all of them. They took us out, and uh, Tyler, uh, Tyler Hirsch was there as well. Oh, okay. Uh, for for a visit, we were there yeah, together. Yeah. yeah, and actually playing UNH. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you guys got blank. Sean Fields. Fields, he <laughs> shut us yeah. out? Yeah. Fields. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was, if I remember correctly, it was 2 nothing. All right. Well, it was tight. We beat them. We, we, we got that. We had their number that year, too, because we knocked them out of the uh, the frozen, or the, like, the Worcester, whatever, the regional. I, I mean, I just remember it because Ricky was in attendance. Ricky D. Oh, Pietro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And the student section started chanting, who needs Ricky, as I was sitting next to him. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, Sasqu- Sasquatch yeah, is in the stands leading yeah, the charge. Was, they were the yeah, student section were chanting, who needs Ricky, after Fields made you know a glove save with that fishing net that he used for Yeah, glove, he used a big mitt. Monster of a <laughs> yeah, yeah. No way that's legal now. No, not a no, chance. No. no. But uh yeah, and Ricky actually so I got to know Ricky because he was had the same Billa family as I Oh no way. In yeah. Ann Arbor. So um yeah, so I was sitting next to him when they started chanting that. And that was I was like, ooh, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's unbelievable. <laughs> First overall pick, eh? Right, Thanks, right. Yeah, one and done. Yeah, but he still enjoys still... every July first, though, whatever that date is. Oh, I'm sure. Right, one point sure. five yeah. million 1. a year 5, to right. yeah till till he's like ninety. Oh my god! <laughs> Thank you, Charles Wong. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be oh, nice. So, hey, so Jimmy, how about uh, Kevin Ackley and Mike McKenna? Yeah, Tim Hall. 
Yeah, I don't the, know. The, Tim yeah, the, the, yeah, those are the guys that yeah. you know pumped you out of St. Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember so, playing against McKenna because he was the opposite hand, and then I played against him yeah. in the coast. He was good. Obviously, played mm-hmm. NHL games and stuff. So, yeah. hey, it just goes to sh- show you, recruiters aren't always right, right? Like that. No. They, they, yeah. it's just it is what it is, and it must have been. Um, I mean, that was cool of uh, Joe Marsh. Everybody says he's a great guy to like get him yeah. on the schedule yeah. and all that stuff. But I want to know how you know. Grant Stanbrook pulled the wool over everybody's eyes and beat out BU and BC and all those other plays. I know, you know, there's legendary recruiting stories of Grant, right? Uh, I'll be honest. But Maine uh, was a Maine always has been known for great goaltenders. Yes, and that was one of the main reasons why. Yeah. Because of, yeah. because of Grant, I went to Maine. Uh, BU and BC lost out because, well, Jackie was only offering me two for four mm-hmm. and BC, Jerry forgot to send my uh, flight tickets for my official <laughs> visit to BC. Oh. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding. I was like, I got out of school and everything like that. I'm like, I don't have any flight tickets. Yeah. The, sec- the secretary at the time at BC forgot to send me my tickets. Oh. So, so Jerry calls me, um the following week and he's like well can you come this weekend we got a whole and i was like no i'm going to maine and then i went up to maine and um i stayed with mike morrison and yep. it, it was it was awesome mo's one of the the best guys and you know what maine did it the best because they put me with mo knowing well, they had two senior goalies that year, right? They yeah. had Matt Yates and Mo, and uh, yep. so they had me stay with Mo. And Mo just, you know, ran me around the campus, and he knows I how had, to show. He knows how to show a good time. But he also said something that was very endearing to me. He was like, "You'll know what school you want to go to. What it just feels like home." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when I was at the University of Maine and I, he was taking me around, I was like, this is, this is it. Yeah. I was like, this is it. I mean, they had Quinnipiac in town that weekend. They routed them like 12 nothing, and the Alphonse was just rocking. Like, nobody yeah. left. Like, it's, yeah. you know, 10 nothing in the third period, and the place is just still jammed. Yeah, and the you know, band's it, going nuts. Yeah, the band's still going nuts, and you guys used to take wrist shots off the uh, or snappers <laughs> yeah. off the crossbar and just fire them up. Oh, there. oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but like with Grant, I mean, it just goes back to like my childhood, and one of my biggest idols, well, my only idol was Mike Richter, and he coached him. Mm. Uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, so, yep. Yeah, so I was like, man, I get to work with Grant Stanbrook, who coached Mike Richter. I was like, and not only the amount of guys that he has, you know, goalies that he's put in the NHL, I was like, this is this is a no-brainer. Like, this is where I'm going to go. And yeah. it, was, it was one of those things, like, when he dropped me off at the airport, I, I'll never forget this because, you know, I don't know if he does this with every recruit, but it really choked me up when I told him, I was like, uh, Mr. Sandbrook, I was like, I really want to come to the University of Maine. And the guy teared up. And just think of how many greats this guy has coached over the years. I was like, 
I'm not. Holy I'm not cow. guessing. Those weren't fake tears. Like he's not. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, he is. No. He's. He's, he's genuine. Real, he is about as real as they yeah. come. And you know, I still talk to him this to this day. Now that right. he's retired down in Florida, so yeah, he's uh, he's something that is you know very special to me. You know, near and dear to my heart. That's uh, that's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And you talk about the place to play. Like it was similar for me where. Uh, going to UNH, it was like my, I remember having the conversation with my father. Right. And he was like, you have to go where you feel like the most wanted and mm-hmm. at home and, and all that. And I was like, Oh, like, but I want to play with this guy. And he's like, like, no, it's about you. You know what I mean? So that's like, it's cool. It's a, that's like, you know, great story, really reassuring. And obviously, you know, you go up there and the place is absolutely humming. I tell the story all the time about, you know, we'd go up there on a Friday night and, or we'd go up there on a Thursday night and you'd pr- would practice. We'd stop at like maybe Colby. Mots, did you guys used to do that? We used to stop at Bowden. Yeah, Bowden? so we would yeah. – so so um, whatever. We would stop at, at, at Colby, and then you'd go and you'd have to uh, air out your equipment at the rink, right? And they'd be like, oh, yeah, we just changed the locks on the doors, right? And then like we'd walk into the Alphond, and there'd be no doors at all on the locker rooms. And we're like <laughs> – you're like, I'm sorry, not like no door knobs. Yeah. So you Millie's like, seriously? Oh yeah, you Millie's like, boys, put your stuff back on the bus. You yeah. bring it to the hotel room. I'm like, here we go. Like now we can all get us like, uh, like three freshmen in a room, right? Some guys got the cot with like three hockey bags just airing out next to it. <laughs> like the the little the little mind uh, games were uh, were amazing. And the, but then the next day you know, it'd be a, a, a seven o'clock game and you'd pull up to the rink at on the bus at four thirty five o'clock and the student section would be lined up and just mm-hmm. we'd have to like walk through them. And it was like, oh, we're in for a war. It was those it was it was great. And like you said, our only redemption was trying to win on the ice and trying to take out the tuba player in warm ups. <laughs> You know, try to rip one off the cross, crossbar and deflect oh, up. And how they don't have a net there is nuts. They have them. They have them now. Oh yeah, because somebody they probably died. Them. We're gonna take a quick break from the interview with Jimmy Howard and introduce our new sponsor, the Colony Grill. One of the hardest things about traveling for hockey tournaments is deciding on a place to eat, but it's really a no-brainer. Colony Grill is home to the famous hot oil pizza and a one-of-a-kind razor-thin crust. It's comfortable, friendly, and run by hockey people, so there's always a game on. If you're heading down I-95 in the Connecticut-slash-Westchester area, or you're in Maryland, Virginia, or Florida, there's probably a Colony Grill close by. Bring the team in, order it to the hotel, or even pick up a steaming hot pie on the way to the rink. You'll agree, Colony Grill lives up to the hot oil hype. To find the nearest location near your rink go to colonygrill.com and now back to the interview with jimmy howard or or losing another tooth (laughs) i I know (laughs) Uh, so those mind games though back when like well back when i played against maine you know with uh sean walsh just turning the heat up in the locker room going mm -hmm. in and measuring curves on sticks so he could have that in his arsenal if he needed to Oh, yeah, yeah, I've yeah. heard a lot of those stories. Yeah, so I mean that that's interesting that you Millie's like absolutely not. You guys are airing your stuff out like they'd be scraping your skates on the oh yeah on the yeah. concrete. But going back to those uh those goalies that you mentioned, by and you know and Jimmy, you obviously know you know God Snow and 
you know, Dunham there at the same time back in the early 90s, both Olympians, both NHL players. And then you go through like Swayman, Bishop, Darling, uh, Mike Morrison, Alfie Michaud's yeah. back and, mm-hmm. you know, you know, coaching there. But what a long list of, you know, great goaltenders that came through there. But there's one guy that holds the the record for shutouts, goals against, save percentage in a single season in Korea. And can you guess who that is? <laughs> no, who is it? Swayman? You, <laughs> Dude, I, I was I was teeing you up. I know you were. <laughs> no, I know, no, know Swayman saw a lot of shots his senior year because they yeah. weren't very good, and he had a great year. But um, no, so that that's like a, a compliment to you know your playing ability and the teams in front of you and everything. But um, that's like a nice group of you know goalies that you can set set yourself mm-hmm. apart from you know statistically. I mean, it was I, – I was very fortunate to play on teams where it was very – from Tim Whitehead, it was very defense first, mm. right? Like, he knew one of our biggest strengths was Frank Doyle and I in that. Yeah. yeah. Right? So, so he built – Yeah, Frankie's one of the best. So <laughs> He's he, nice. Yeah, such a nice guy, almost to a fault. Exactly. He's yeah. so nice. I'm like, but, is this uh, a joke? Like, is this for real? <laughs> Yeah, like I, play, no. I played with him with the Devils, the, uh, yeah. the old Devils. Yeah. He is Sweet like, such a nice guy. But uh, but Tim knew that, right? So, like, he built everything from, from the net out. So, everything was very defense-oriented, which is, you know, nice. Not saying, like, we didn't have shots or, you know, nights where, you know, we had to bail them out. But at the same time, everyone was committed, right? Like, if you wanted yeah. to be in the lineup – um you know and we had good teams while i was there too like we were always nationally ranked and uh uh you know like it was sometimes it was like a band of misfits though like how you know like, you know all of a sudden you get like dustin penner from my right my, without however you say it um that junior college and um, yeah, Manitoba, yeah. my yeah. my state or Montno or whatever it is, like he shows up and and Grant's like, oh, he's going to be a player. He's going to be a player. We're like, he can't skate. Yeah, <laughs> like, but like that's you know, like it, it was you know just the well, you know, you, like kids brothers. like Colin, Colin Shields that were you know from like oh, Scotland, rip, right? And like, yeah, he could rip a puck. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. I mean that the the um heiston from i mean they weren't afraid to go on the old yeah the old end back in the day either right like michelle levier levier could i think he was 24 when he actually showed up as a freshman oh yeah he's one of my best buds he had Um, to have season tickets for his family yeah (laughs) like his kids i mean it's nuts uh preston ryan yeah Uh, i liked i liked his game he was an animal he He was an animal nuts and then you had our boys a little later on in your career, and and Billy oh, Ryan, Billy, the, the string and, and oh, Rob yeah. Bellamy, who Bells. just you know, mm-hmm. he he wasn't afraid of a corner, no. that's for sure. No, <laughs> run he you, wasn't. Run you through the wall, and then yeah, the bulldog, there was a bulldog. There. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. He didn't. Yeah, the puck was optional for him, wow. and but the bulldog Brett Tyler, but he was the same way. Like, uh, you know, he was a, a great college player. Unbelievable. The best He's thing about awesome. Bulldog is he, he loved to sweep on a Saturday night. 
Yeah. He knew, he knew. He's like, all right, we're going to get the boys are going to have beers. <laughs> he, loved, he loved that weekend sweep. <laughs> uh, no, but that, it, it was. It was it was great battles. And obviously, you know, we played against each other a lot. Like those were wars, those whiteouts and, and all those different. Oh, uh, uh, there was nothing better than a whiteout at the wet. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was classic. Classic. You get, Dave, you get Black Betty going and Dave Matthews like there's <laughs> right. nothing better. Yeah, nothing better. You I remember, old. I remember watching the youngest Korea skate out. Uh, you know that was like what I played Steve. against him. I, yeah, Steve, mm. two years, and I'm like he skated out to no Marty, like, Marty, 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 right, Marty, yeah, Marty. Marty. But he, you know, probably didn't have like the most success out of the three brothers, but he could fly and was a good hockey player. Right. And oh, he was so I smart. remember watching him skate up to the blue line when they announced his name for the starting lineup. And he was going like 200 miles an hour. I'm like, how am I going to stop this kid? Looks like <laughs> He just came out of a rocket ship, just skating oh. from the goal line to the blue line to get his it name was, announced. It was, it was the best too. Like with Marty, like since he was a Korea, yeah. my freshman year and he was one of our captains there was the wrong way the right way and then tim always put in the middle marty's way yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, like oh it was always like it was always like that like it Mar like you tim all of a sudden one day was like oh you all your diets suck <laughs> so you started going like around the room asking what guys had for lunch and so it gets to Marty and like everyone's on, you know, the shit side, right? There right. might be one or two guys on the good side. And then Marty's like, well, I had two slices of pizza. And so Tim goes to write him on the shit side and goes, why are you writing me over there? It's all about calories burned. You know? Oh, he had an answer for it. Oh yeah. He had an answer. So all of a sudden it just became Marty's way. <laughs> so like, <laughs> now, from there on now, he, like Marty couldn't get away from it. Like it was always like, Oh, the, and then there's Marty's way. So, <laughs> but you know, he wore, he wore it good. Like, I mean, it had to have been so tough for him being the youngest, Oh, you man, know, like, sure. especially, you know, with how successful, you know, Paul is, but uh, yeah. Paul was, and then his brother, you know, at the time was getting up and down with Vancouver. So right. I don't I don't relish those shoes at all. But man, was he was he was a great player in his own in his own right. Yeah, yeah no, he was he, he absolutely was was really good. Um, well, let's switch over and you know talk a little bit. Enough of the main thing. I feel like God, I'm, I'm a U.N.H. guy. I can't talk about. Well, I was I was yeah. wondering when the wit was going to rename it to Jimmy Howard because I'm pretty sure two out of three years <laughs> I was at school I got best award from U.N.H. from Dick Humilly. Humilly <laughs> handed it over to you. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, the Howard Center. They're looking for donations if you uh, want to contribute to the uh, so the new so the new the locker room fund. You know, so is the Alphon. Yeah, of course. Uh, they all are. But the uh, you know, like talk about obviously the you know getting drafted right. Obviously, so you you know you were young. Like, I mean, you you came into Maine at at as an eighteen year old freshman, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. the draft was that summer. Yeah, I was in Nashville. Okay. I really wish I was 21, but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, 18. No, years Nashville's old, not even that good of a time. No, no, you are. No. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, 
I never thought in a million years I was going to get drafted by Detroit, let alone spend the rest of, well, the foreseeable future here in Detroit. But uh, um, never had a meeting with them up really? until the day of the draft. And my meeting was 15 minutes long. Wow. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, walked out of that meeting. My agent was like, how'd it go? I was like, I don't think they're going to be the ones that take me. <laughs> so I was like, don't think so. I go, I think our best bet's still LA. Yeah. Because at that time, about, um, you know, like everything like on the boards and everything, I was supposed to go in the first round. Mm. And LA had three picks that year. And, you know, rumor on the street, according to my agent at the time, it was they were going to take a goalie too with it. You know, Flurry went first overall. I mean, that was an unbelievable draft in its own right. Yeah, you know, right. Three, but uh, you know, like, but it didn't. You know, it didn't happen. So I slipped, and which is fine because, in hindsight, you know, all of a sudden draft uh, Detroit comes up with, I think was it sixty third or sixty fourth pick, and they took me. I was just completely shocked, and I was also very excited at the same time because I got picked by an original sixteenth. Like, how oh, cool right. is that? right yeah. like you know like the amount of history and and everything going into it so heading into my first training camp 21 years old talk about a small fish in a big pond oh wow. man i wanted to ask but, you about that oh my god i remember sitting on the bus going over for the first day and you know steve's on the bus brendan shanahan chris chelios um ozzy Malt, Draper, Zetterberg, Datsuk. I'm like, what the hell am I doing on this bus? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, there's someone that doesn't belong here, and it's it's me. <laughs> like, I'm like, what is, like, in, in that first training camp, it was just like a whirlwind because you have all, you know, all these, you know, future first, hall, first ballot Hall of Famers that, are on the ice and you're like, oh my God, how how am I ever gonna make this team? Like right. I'm gonna be in the minors for for years. Well that first training camp, I was lucky enough that because of Ozzy pulling his groin in training camp, I got to make the opening day roster. Wow. So I actually so I actually got to play some, you know, quite a few quite a few preseason games that year yeah. because Oz got injured. So it was Manny and I, and I didn't touch the ice in a game for the first two months of the season. Yeah. But, uh, you know, just being up with them and, you know, facing them in practice every single day, um, you know, was huge for my development, but not only that, but like watching them, how they, you know, how they handled themselves um, day in and day out and how, you know, it's a job, right? Yeah. Like you're, you're coming in there and you're like, Oh my God, in the NHL, like this is a dream come true, but you yeah. also have a job to do. Right. So like to watch them prepare every single day was, you know, was very, very beneficial for me later on in my career when I actually got to make the wings, you know, full time. Cause I right. knew, I knew like from the, the four years that I spent in the minors in Grand Rapids, 
even though, you know, you look around the league and you see guys that are getting called up and everything like that. And you're like, well, I'm better than him. I, I should be up. But you see that there was a uh, plan put in place for yourself by management and they followed it to a T. And so mm. when I was able to, you know, finally make the jump from the American League to the NHL, I was like, yeah, Kenny, I see what you're talking about now. Like, you know, yeah. so, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty cool being, you know, to, just to be around those guys, you know, to go to dinners with them, um, to hang out with them, you know, it was uh, um, very beneficial for me, you know, later on in my career. Who were the guys that you kind of, you know, that that took you under the yo know, their their wing a little bit? Ozzy right away. Yeah. Ozzy, Ozzy and I are still, as you know, uh, yep. Jens, we we still we talk like almost every single day. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of it's about the BS and minor hockey and everything <laughs> out here in Michigan. But, uh, you know, we're, we're still very, very, very tight to this day. Uh, Matthew Schneider. Yes. Was Unbelievable one. guy. What a great guy he is. I remember I, he got on the plane one day and he actually gave, he got me a piece of luggage. He was like, kid, you're in the NHL right now. Not carrying the main duffel bag around. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to this day, I still you st- have I still have it. I won't throw it out. Like, yeah. I still have it. Like it sits in it sits in my basement, but I'm like, Rachel's like, you gotta get my wife Rachel's like, you gotta get rid of that. I was like, no. No, no, way. no way. I was like, that was my first official NHL piece of luggage. That's yeah, it, was, it was gifted yeah. to you because you're, yeah, it was gifted yeah. because you didn't want to see the main duffel bag anymore <laughs> going into the Ritz Carlton right. seasons. <laughs> but uh, I, I think what you're saying is like so important for people to hear. It's like you know, and again, we talked about kind of that that preparation and that mindset, like when you're younger to get to that you know level at humane, and then it's just another step up. And what you're saying, it's a job getting into a routine and a routine that you can duplicate. And then Mm -hmm. just the mindset that you needed to be on as a goaltender, as a young player, every single practice, every single game that you, you know, whether it be preseason or when you got in that rookie year and that it just, it it just leads itself to success. And what, and, and your story is great because you did have to put some time in, in the minors and it didn't come easy to you. You know, Mm -hmm. they had good teams, number one, but right there was a plan in place for you and but you still needed to produce uh you know physically and individually as a goaltender for that plan to kind of come yeah. to fruition right so like it's yeah. it's a mindset even when you're in in the minors to still continue to be that pro that you saw right when you first started your mm-hmm. pro career with those guys and you know seeing the results and having it kind of come to fruition later on when you really needed it, when you when you became the guy, but you deserved those opportunities because you put in the work when you weren't necessarily in the uh, NHL, but you kind of knew that you had to do that stuff to be successful. And that's like yeah. a great message to send. Yeah. I mean, and that's very well said, and that's exactly what they wanted to see from me year in, year out, you know, night in, night out down in the American league is, um, Everyone always asks me, like, is it easier to play in the American League or the NHL? I'm like, NHL. It's way easier to play right. in the NHL compared to the jungle. I mean, because everyone 
you know, down in the American League, what's what are they trying to accomplish? Trying to get noticed to make that jump up to the NHL, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like the American League is it's do you have the team concept? Yes. But mm-hmm. it's still very in in my opinion and from my experiences, it's still very individualized. Where mm-hmm. you get to the NHL, like everyone's so damn good at playing their positions, like you know, I was fortunate enough to play behind Nick Listrom for several years and Brian Wachowski yeah. and Chelly. Like, it's like a fresh breath there when you see those guys, you know, Nicholas Cromwell. It's like, all right, I, mean, I got a couple of shifts off here, you know. <laughs> two, on, two on one, Nick, I got the shooter. You take away the pass. You bat it down every single time. Like, yeah. you know, so right. it, it was. Yeah, J- Jimmy, know, I wanted to ask you about a couple, like, goalie specific things and like you're you're actually hitting some of them like on the head and you know because like i coach u18 you know i mm-hmm. you know you want the goalies and the d to be on the same page and we do drills that you know like low two-on-ones that happen quickly you know like a bounce behind the net and then it attacks from both sides and so it's really between the goaltender and the d to be able to be on the yeah. same page and like more trust from the goaltender that the d is going to do his job my opinion and that's and that's what it's all about yeah you you know Mats, you play d like in order for for a goalie to be successful i have to know that you got my backside covered yep right mm. so the and you yans i don't know yeah. you didn't play much defense <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he, he was back checking when it was a yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah. best was, defense at good the, offense he was, right? the, he was the one pinching right yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but uh you know it's it's all about that it's all about that trust of okay if i know my D man's going to pick up that, that guy behind me. Now I can challenge maybe, maybe half a step, maybe a full step, a little bit more. So, you know, you have to have that trust that your D man's going to break that play up for you. Yeah. And you've got to communicate. Too, I was going right? to say the communication's you huge. You have right? to communicate like, Hey, like I've got the shooter. Like I used to say, scream all the time, like shooter, shooter, shooter. That mm. then they know they're taking away the pass. Yep. Yeah. Like, just let let me take the shot. And yeah. the, the other thing that I I really stress for the goalies, and you know, you kind of touched on it about that power skating when you're younger, getting out of the net and having the confidence to get out of the net to stop pucks, just stop it. You don't have to play it. Uh, like mm-hmm. that's like the next phase, you know, to make a good decision with the puck. But do you think that? allowed you to get out of the net and you know if it's not in the glass or whatever just to like have that confidence with your skating to get out and stop a puck for the goalie d exchanges dude i sucked at playing the puck but j- just yeah, getting your out only goal was... hey your your only goal was in squirts as a <laughs> yeah as a defenseman i was i wasn't that good but um that's I go that that's neither here nor there, but yeah, a lot of it's just you know skating and trusting your edges and getting back there, but uh, also the cues, right? Like you're waiting, like when you're back there, like it's you're no different than a defenseman. What are you mm-hmm. facing? The glass, right? So once again, there's a trust factor there of the defenseman yelling out the the you know the right thing, whether it's uh you know whether it's a hard rim or get it up on the glass, reverse it. It, it, it's the same thing. It comes down to just trusting your teammates and communicating that uh, they're calling out the right thing. Right. Plus, 
Plus, the faster you can get out there to stop the puck, more time you have. The more time you have, right? Because then you might be able to turn the puck up and be able to take a look up the ice, right? So, like, as I was trying to, uh, before I switched back down to the 2014 team, I was trying to teach, um, you know, the 12 year olds, you know, the faster you get out there to stop it, rather than just meeting it behind the net. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The more time you're going to have, if you have the opportunity to stop it, then look up ice. Now your brain is going to, your eyes and your brain, they're going to have all this information of, okay, where's, where's the four check coming from? Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Is there two guys for checking? Is it, you know, two guys on hard? Like, is it a bypass? Is it, you know, just, you know, spotting the puck for your D man to wheel. Then that's, that's how I try to teach it to, you know, goalies now is get back there as fast as possible, get turned up ice so that you can take in all the information. I was fortunate enough to play in front of Mighty Berdor, and he was one of the best skaters on the team, number one. Yeah. And, you know, and then he, he could fire the puck and whatever. But, mm-hmm. like, as a demon, I could just peel off and give him that good communication. With well, he changed his- – he, he changed the position forever. Right. Right. The trapezoid. Like, yeah, yeah. Like the whole reason that trapezoid's but, there is because of him, Ricky. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ozzy. Ozzy was really good playing the puck. I don't know how I didn't learn anything from him about playing it, but. Right. <laughs> 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 oh, I, yeah, I must have been asleep at the wheel. In <laughs> one last you know, goalie question about like just uh, situational um, tips, right? So, a hot, uh, a, a tip that's further out is that more difficult to react? Way to? harder. Way so like harder. A, like a like a slot tip or like a, mm-hmm. even a, a um, you know higher slot or like a redirect, like you know, like the Sedin twins used to always do your, that shot pass. Your your hardest your hardest tip is anywhere from. The hash marks, I I wouldn't say right on top of the crease. Anything higher than the hash marks, you should be able to react to, right? Because it's far enough out. But anything that's just below the hash marks to about maybe two, three feet outside the crease, that's going to be the hardest spot for you to react to because it's such bang, bang. Now, if you're standing right on top of me, that's... That's yeah, easier. All I'm, all I'm going to do is absorb it, right? Right. I'm I'm just going to drop into your stick and I'm going to smother it. Okay. Right. So yeah. if you can if you can get somebody that's you know in that like just below the hash mark area, oh my god, that bumper the like that bumper position everyone talks about now. Yeah. As, yeah. As us coaches, we are the right. brilliant coaches we are. Like <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you get them down there below those hash marks. It's yeah. That's where it's you know, makes a huge difference because the angle can change so much. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Now that's good to know. Cause like, you know, the closer you get, the easier it is for you to absorb. But if mm-hmm. even for a D, if, if you go away from the net, like I'm not like ready to just like skate out and take that stick. But if you're around yeah. the hash marks and you're getting a stick on it and I'm, and I'm like providing a screen too, as the D like that, it can cause a lot of kind of action, you know, at the net. So, that's good to know. I'm just kind of like asking, uh, 
And asking for a friend, Mots is yeah, yeah, yeah. Mots yeah. is coaching goalies on the side now. Yeah. Well, I hey, I was a midseason black ace. I have tons of goalie drills because I was like <laughs> the, the, goal, the, the goalie uh, shooting coach. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. better than being a black ace, though. Oh, uh, man, were those some good times? Well, speaking yeah, but, of which, I mean, we got to bring it up. Like you, 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 you know were part of the cup run uh with those mm-hmm. guys and what was that uh oh seven oh eight is that oh eight yeah. yeah yeah um like you know and i know uh you know like you were part of the team obviously you had a day with the cup all that stuff like what was that like you t- you talked about being a black ace with those guys you obviously you know must have been on the ice every day being a goalie right every day i was on the ice with them i i practice um you know like ozzy you know, as we got later on, like I got more and more practice time because right. obviously they shut down Ozzy sooner and sooner. Uh, but then, you know, like even I'd stay on after with the black aces. So like yeah. I, I'd be on the ice some days, you know, two, two and a half hours. Yeah. Like if we were on the road, like it was practice and then, you know, the black aces would come out and black aces would have to go through a bunch of the drills. So, you know, that, that spring, like man, I saw a lot of rubber. Yeah. But also, but had a lot of fun was, too. Yeah, so much fun. <laughs> yeah, like, right. So much fun because <laughs> I was like, I knew I wasn't getting into a game. Yeah. Because right. if Ozzy goes, if Ozzy goes down, I mean, we got Dom. So yeah. like, I it, Babs isn't calling Howie, you know, coming <laughs> right? So. Uh, I knew my number wasn't getting called, but, uh, you know, like it, it was, it was always fun, like, uh, you know, and tough at times, especially being a black ace and being at Dom's disposal because Dom's favorite thing to do is go to ballparks in the middle, you know, the middle of this, I mean, it's June. I remember going to a Texas Rangers game and, you know, we had a night out. The Black Aces had a night out. We had practice, and he's like, "Howie, we go, we go to uh, Rangers game tonight." I was like, "Oh God, no, 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 <laughs> Dom." I'm like, "Dom, it's like 9,500 degrees out there." <laughs> I was like, "I want no part of this." No, we go. Car picks us up at four. I'm like, "Oh my God!" He's like, "We sit right behind dugout." Okay. All right. Dom. So you're in the guys. sun. So we're covered. Oh, right in the sun, just <laughs> bastard. And he loves and on those, TV. Like, he loves collecting those like mini bats. You know? <laughs> That's unbelievable. You know? All right. Hey, he loved collecting like going to different ballparks and getting those mini bats, mini bats, and he'd get his name engraved on them. That is awesome. I love that. He was a beauty. We lost him in San Francisco one night (laughs) at the Giants game. And he was playing the next night. Thank God he he had a bat just in case he needed to get in a fight or something. Oh, my God. Yeah. So we lost him. And that night, like, and this was 07 playoff runs. So I think we made it to Western Conference Finals. Yeah. And it was the night before, like, game six. And he wanted to go into the San Francisco Giants game the worst way. Um, you know, it was when Barry Barry was hitting bombs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
he wanted to go. So he had like a limo pick us up, like Aussie goalie coach and, you know, a couple other guys and like he disappeared. We couldn't find him. <laughs> but like the night before the game, game six and the elimination game, he buried like a nachos pizza. He had the ice cream. He had the ice cream. Ice cream helmet. He had the ice cream helmet. And he goes out the next stop and, you know, he stopped like 44 or 46 and like eliminated the Sharks. And you're like, man, this guy's not, this guy's not right. This guy's just not right. Like, that's unbelievable. Uh, I, I love yeah. the Dominator even more now that he's a huge baseball fan. Oh, he awesome. loved baseball. That's awesome. He loved it. I was like, the mini bats oh, is out of control. Yeah, he loved the mini bats too. with his name on it. Oh yeah, did he get his, his full name, or would he go like Dominator or something? Oh, I can't remember. <laughs> imagine can't his, remember. imagine his yeah. nickname on there too. Like he's <laughs> seven years old. <laughs> uh, so good. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Oh, that's classic. Yeah, I mean, those legends that 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 you were able to be around. Uh, I mean, I just like you look at a guy like Lidstrom, right? And it just mm-hmm. he seems like the perfect. I mean, he was the perfect hockey player. Like, if you could, well, it's incredible. I mean, his nickname was the perfect human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's gonna it's relate like a, to the ice. Yeah, I mean, this guy, this guy was just something, something else. Yeah, and the you know what the worst part about it was is like he would show up the beginning of September, and that'd be like the first time he put on the skates. Yeah, and it was like he was skating all summer, right. and it was like the same thing with Pav as well. Like right. Pav's Pav would skate maybe like two three weeks before training camp started. Yeah. And I'm like Jesus, I've been on the ice since the middle of July. Yeah. Right. Like, Right. Like getting ready, getting yeah, like getting ready for this week in September, the end of September when we go to training camp. Right. But these guys could just throw the equipment on and just go. Like yeah. it was just like no rust either. That's incredible. This, yeah, special athletes. But I mean, because yeah. you know they're just so efficient on their edges, and it just—I mm-hmm. was like, wow. Like, just I would watch those guys. I would watch Lidstrom a lot. But just the way he would have lateral clothes and like he didn't cross over much, and then his stick was just amazing. His and he stick could was insane. Get, get his shot through all the time. Like his hand eye coordination point. was out of control. Like Dumpins, like yeah. you know, guys thinking they're oh, ripping it in, batting everything down. He just bat everything <laughs> down, right? And then transition. Guys get, yeah, guys would just be pissed off that he kept keep knocking it down. That they come in, they take full slap shots just to get it by him because the coach would piss off that he can't get it by him. And so they right. come in, they take a full slap shot. Well, if everyone remembers like the Joe, um, yeah, you know, the that's a breakout pass. Joe, it was a breakout pass. Like <laughs> yeah. it was like, it was yeah. out of the zone in no time. So like, yeah, like that guy, I mean, and practicing, you know, every single day with him, like it was, you know, it was something else. Like, it, it was always funny, like, you know, like having Babs, you know, as a coach at the time, like, you'd always be like, oh, he stopped playing dodgeball. I'm like, did you just see who shot on me? Yeah. Right, like, right. It, like, it was just Stevie Eisenman, Brendan Shannon, Nick Lidstrom, <laughs> and then Henrik Zetterberg. Sorry, they went in. Like, yeah, my bad, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, then, you know what? Let's get rid of this flow drill of them just coming straight down the gut. 
just let them fly. Yeah, yeah, this is normal. Yeah, this is going to happen all the time and again. Yeah, this is, yeah. Oh, what was he like with the, like, that must have been weird when you have so many legends and obviously, you know, with Babcock's kind of like the way he is, just those guys, were they able to kind of control him like that? You know what I'm trying to say? Like, kind of be like, all right, back off type of thing. So like, how do you yell at the perfect human? And like Datsuk was the same way, yeah. Zetterberg, all those guys, right? Like, what um, does he say? Just, he's just going to yell at you probably about your body fat or something. <laughs> no, no. See, Babs, Babs never – Babs one time yelled at me, and then I told him to F off. <laughs> and from there on out, I had his uh, respect. Yeah. Cause like uh, sometimes that's sometimes like that's what he wanted was you to have some pushback with him. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like it took me one time, and now looking back on it, a kid nowadays, I probably would not have said it, but I had the backing at the time from all the older guys. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. they knew he was like riding me a little bit, and they're like, "Howie, just just go do it. Like get it over with. We got your back." Yeah. So I said it the one day in practice and I think he was kind of surprised by it at the time, but like, you know, the next day he walks in and he's like, you and I good. I'm like, yeah. He's like, good. Stop the puck. Like, okay. Yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> so, you know, so like I, I never, I never had any issues with, with Babs whatsoever. So, yeah. I mean, but he didn't have to do anything with, those older teams because they police themselves. Right. Right. Like they, they knew when on the road they could go, they knew when, you know, to that everything meant business. So, right. I mean, and even when he was still there, it was the same way. Like we knew, you know, when we were going to have some fun, like together as a team, but we also knew when it was, when it was business and, you know, it was, he always had us really well prepared. Yeah. Mott says right. that about the training camp he was with. Like, him. Yeah. He always had us very well prepared. You knew exactly what he expected out of you, right? Like mm-hmm. even with some of the, you know, the the stuff that he would do where you're, you'd turn the corner and you'd be like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> you know, like you just like, it was so, but, uh, you know, he always had us, he always had us prepared. We knew exactly what he expected of us. And, you know, like he really didn't have to, you know, police us all that much. Right. Yeah. That's, that's kind of how I assumed it, especially at that age, right. With those guys and those veterans and obviously the history of winning and everything, it's so much different than the, you know, the younger guys, the younger teams, him going to Toronto dealing with, you know, 18, 19 year old kids versus the mm. Datsuks and Zetterbergs and, uh, you know, Holmstrom's and all. Uh, the yeah. list can go I, on mean, and on. I mean, honestly, like when the team, you know, did get younger, like there was, you know, obviously some shit that was going on that has been made public now, but like, right. like it's, yeah. you know, like I guess I was maybe a little naive at the situation of being a goalie. Like I just kind of lived in my, my bubble. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, like I 
didn't really see well i didn't see any of it going on like when the whole situation with johan franzen happened in, in the playoffs in nashville i yeah. didn't witness it because i was on the ice right. so like i had i had no idea any of that was going on i still had no idea that that was going on um even after we got bounced by nashville in five games that year yeah it wasn't until it got released in the papers and i was like oh no shit and like <laughs> called some guys and i was like that really happened yeah and like yeah where were you i was like uh, in the crease yeah. I, was like, <laughs> I didn't know he was getting i didn't know he was getting berated on the bench like that right like, so yeah. yeah so it was you know obviously sad to hear like that that sort of was going on yeah big time turn the subject right Mott? yeah right. next page yeah let's talk, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. talk about Talking to your brother about not being able to get through the clearinghouse to go to Maine. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that, that, that yeah, that would there was that was no option there. That was, you have to right, yeah. right to the queue. Right to the queue. Yeah, it was it was the complete opposite of you. Like, yeah, uh, I guess I'll go to Moncton because this isn't gonna. This, I'd like to go to college, but yeah, I think Moncton might be the path. Wasn't yeah. was his buddy there, Chris Bork, at the time? No, Borky. No, no Borky was at BU just BU, for that year, and then right, went right yeah. to Hershey. Hershey um, that's right. No, he was supposed to go with me up to UNH, and then when when um, you know, like more or less, Humili said that that you know he had to do like another year to to get him in. That's when you know Grant and and uh, the the main guys were trying to pull some strings, and I think it was like, oh, you got to take this class at a community college, and <laughs> it was like, yeah. You know, one of those where he went for like a half hour and on the first like cigarette break that the class had, you know what I mean? He was like, yeah, I, I'm all set. <laughs> Jumped over to the pay phone, called my mother and was like, yeah, did that guy from Moncton leave his number? Like, let's give him a call. Let's, let's give him a call. I don't think this thing's going to work out. If not, I'll just like join the military or something. <laughs> um, but I mean, let's, you know, I want to talk uh, about your 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 kids. Obviously, you you have a few boys. I know you have what four kids and and four kids, kids get, yeah. And uh, they're getting into hockey. Obviously, your oldest was a, a 2011, and you know, I know you didn't put any of them in the or you you know when when they first tried to get in the net, you you gave them the old uh, you know let's go down the basement type. Basically, of I basically gave them the Heisman. Like, <laughs> not so fast. As Lee Corso would say, but uh, right, right. Uh, I literally no, I did. So like Vaughn had given me a pair of pads, glove and blocker, and stuff like that for kids. So mm. I literally I grabbed a tennis ball, I grabbed a player stick, brought them down, got them dressed in the equipment, and just ripped the tennis ball as hard as I could. Yeah, yeah. like as legitimately as hard <laughs> as I could at them. And, and like. Eh. And I was like, well, this is what it's going to take when you get older. And I was right. like, would you rather score goals or stop goals? And they both go, score. I said, great choice. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the end of goaltending in my house for, for, the, for the most part. I don't know about my youngest, Louie. He's nuts when it comes to hockey. So we'll, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, you tell yeah, me about him. Jerry, He's the little animal. Yeah, the jury's still out. Like this, this little guy, he'll like he knows he has hockey 
practice, right? And I say that in quotations. It's learn to skate. Like he yeah. said, it's been skating lessons, but he thinks it's hockey practice. Yeah. So he'll legitimately wake up on Thursdays and he'll go right out to the garage, packs his bag, grabs a water bottle, fills it up with water, puts it by his shoes so he doesn't forget it. <laughs> and I'm like, your older brothers don't even do this. Like, what are you doing, dude? Uh, like, right, younger right. brother. You, I'm like, you're three. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's so funny. That's great. That's great. But yeah. you know, so you're you're involved, and in, and I know you're oldest. Like, I want to talk into that. So obviously, we you know we played against you guys a couple of years ago. I think it was up mm -hmm. in Buffalo, and but now you're oldest. Like, what was what's his experience been like? And I know he's even taken a step back. Like, um, you know, how's it, you know, I think like what you, I guess my question is more like, what's your message to your kids, right? Are you being an NHL player, like a, you know, a superstar, all-star, um, you know, who's had like, you know, such a storied career, but what's the message been with your boys? I just want them to have fun. Yeah. If they, if they love it, I'll be right there right next to their side the, the entire way, yeah. and, you know, and I'll be their number one fan. Um, but in James's case, my oldest son who just stepped away from playing triple a hockey, you know, for yeah. little Caesars, it, it was the case of, he liked playing lacrosse more. Yeah. Right. And you know what? Who am Tell I me saying? he's not in the net for lacrosse. Cause that's no, even crazier than no, goalie. No, not. <laughs> that's he's even crazier than, than being a hockey goalie. Like that's insane. Yeah, being a goalie he's in lacrosse. Okay. A yeah. 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 Skill so, yeah. So he, uh, he really enjoys lacrosse. And then like at early in the, uh, in, in September, he was like, dad, he's like, I just don't want to play hockey anymore. And I was like, why? And like, I think, you know, like, being, you know, having the last name Howard, you know, playing for Little Caesars, I, I think that kind of, you know, it kind of wore on him a little bit yeah. in, a, in an unfair way. <laughs> and I think he was putting too much pressure on himself to be, you know, you know, something he doesn't even have to be. Right. right? Like, I just, you know, and I think also with little caesars triple a hockey organization the way it is is you know it's it puts a lot of stress on these kids at a young age and yeah. and and i'm you know like and he's a young 2011 like t he just turned 12 today where like his entire team was already 12 so he's already on you know the lower end of the uh the spectrum there in the, in the mm. age group so so i think that played into it you know, yeah um you know a little bit so like but he was like he made this comment to me and it really stuck with me and i was like you know what then you're done and he was like dad god put me on this earth to play the cross he goes i'm not saying i'm bad at hockey but I think I'm actually pretty good at hockey, but I really want to play lacrosse. And I was like, all right, you're done. Yeah. And I was like, you, you don't have to play hockey. Right. I was like, never said, you know, you have to play. Right. You just right. did it because we thought you loved it. Yeah. And if you're, and if you're not loving it anymore, then you don't have to play it. Like there's, right. there's more to, there's more to life than just hockey. Like you don't have to do this because, because of mom and dad. So yeah. like it was, it sucked because yeah. I enjoyed, I really enjoyed watching him play, 
Like yeah. he was a really, really, really smart hockey player. But at the same time, like, you know, he, he's picked up tennis and now he's, you know, full-time lacrosse and he's having a blast. So like, who am I to say? Like, yeah. That's what it's all about. For it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Now I get to hang out with the, the 2014s a lot more. Yeah. And, and those crazy crazies. <laughs> now you're a lax bro dad. Yeah, which is awesome. I love just showing up and yeah. opening my chair and just yeah. sitting down. And I'm like, I have no idea what's going on, but. Yeah, this is fantastic. Nobody's fantastic. talking to me. No, nobody's talking to me. I sit there by myself. Yeah, Yeti going with with my you know, uh, big Yeti with a couple cocktails in it. Yeah, in the warm weather, like, you're nobody, good. Nobody's. My phone's not ringing after. Right, right, right. It's beautiful. Like, uh, I think it's so much fun just going there and sitting there. Yeah. 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 No, right. um, and and now obviously you you know you're coaching your your younger boy in the 2014 team, which is obviously a, a you know I watch you guys play. It's a little wagon that you have, and that little Caesars program you talked about it. Um, you know, it it really is one of those type of programs that's been around now. You know, obviously I remember as 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 I you know kids yeah. ourselves, right? Like it's a it's historic. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. and and um, you know the guys like yourself right the 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 chris osgoods of the world the um you know the the all the it seems like at every level there's an nhl guy that's around right i'm trying to think of the 09 coach right who's a uh, leg one yes thank you yeah. uh, i was thinking nashville 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 yeah. um but like those type of people that are around and and you know it's pretty special organization and again like i said i watch your crew play and it's a you know you got them. You got them humming. Obviously, it's a it's a it's a little wagon. Oh, uh, I mean, it's fun. I mean, is it frustrating? Yeah, because I mean, they're nine years old. Right. Their attention spans no bigger than a minute. But uh, and I hate repeating myself too. I tell them all the time, <laughs> "What is one thing Coach Jimmy hates doing? Repeating, repeating yourself." Well, then stop making me repeat myself. Like it drives me, it drives me nuts. But I know they're still nine, and and we have fun with them. Like you know, yeah. like the biggest thing like nowadays is what puck movement, right? Yeah. So we're constantly working on our passing skills. Like mm -hmm. I think that you know passing skills and their edge work. Yeah. Like, that yeah. is our two big things. Like that we're constantly pushing. Like. I, you know, like I've got, you know, people that always come up to me and they're asking like, oh, what about, you know, you know what are you, what power play are you going to run or entries or breakouts? I'm like, have you seen our passing? Until our right. passing gets figured out, we can't do any of that. Yeah. So we got to be yeah. on point there. So, right. and especially in today's day and age, like with the, where the game's going, it's, you know, at the higher levels, I mean, these kids can move the puck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's what, and I, I, and it's there and it's, and it arrives on time and it's on the tape and, you know, everyone says, well, you know, well, you know, the kids are just, you know, better skaters and this and that. And I'm like, well, it's the passing too, because man, yeah. can they zip it around. And, that, and I think that's what's made the game, you know, just so much faster. And so like, that's what we try to do with these younger kids is just, Passing, 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 skating, skating, skating. Just go, yeah. baby. Yeah. Just go. It's awesome. That, 
I think that's a great message for these young kids to hear because you hear all the NHL coaches wanting their teams to play fast, but it's not about lugging the mail. It's about moving the puck fast and then joining and and making those, Mm -hmm. you know, players going north. But it's, I think passing is such an undervalued skill set with these Mm -hmm. kids nowadays. And I'm happy that you're kind of like kind of flipping the script and kind of breaking it down and just, you know, making sure that that's part of the foundation because they're going to be that much better hockey players for it. Yeah, I mean, the faster that they can receive a pass and then, you know, take in all that knowledge or whatever, of, you know, where their teammates are on the ice and get their heads up, the better hockey players are going to be at the end of the day. Right. Right. So, like, it's I, – I don't, I don't know. What, what do I know? Like nine year old, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think it's. I think your message is correct. That's awesome. No, it's great. Are you guys? Are uh, you coming out out to Boston this weekend? No, we're not. No. we're not heading out east this year. Since okay, it's the since it's the brick year. Um, oh, Marty Hughes. I told Marty we're not going to come out this year. I yeah, said yeah. Marty. Mott's his old like, teammate. Hughes. Yeah, I was like, I was like, Husey, we'll come out next year. I was like, since you know, like a lot of our since Little Caesars kind of runs the you know the brick, like a lot of our parents are you know are going to be on this team. So I was like, I'm trying to you know save, try to make it as cost efficient as possible for them. So I was like, right. Marty, since they came out last year, I was like, I promise, I'll return the favor to you. I'll come out and right. you know, so. Well, when no, you come out, good. we gotta we gotta have a little bit of a time, so it'll be good. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, Jimmy, this uh, this has been great. I can't believe we've taken up this much of your time, but I feel like we could, you know, keep going all night long. But we uh, we really appreciate it. This has been uh, fantastic stuff. Uh, it was awesome to be on, boys. Yeah. Thanks for taking the time, my man, and uh, good luck the rest of the way with the boys and with your Thank son you. playing lacrosse and. Uh, your little, your little guy who just wants it, you know? That's no, the, no, oh, it's the best. That's yeah. the best. That's great. Yeah. But, yeah, I appreciate your time, my man. Uh, thanks, guys. That interview was also brought to you by Sparks. Sparks is the at-home or on-the-road skate sharpening machine. Head on over to SparksHockey.com and use BY Mods for $50 off your Sparks sharpener. Sparks is the at-home skate sharpening machine that will never fail. Sparks is the gift that keeps on giving for hockey players and parents. It's convenient, easy to use, and will save you money in the long run. With Sparks, you get an accurate sharpening every single time. Again, head on over to sparkshockey.com and order your machine today. Mots, that was uh, a great interview with Jimmy Howard. He's a uh, he's a character. He could, you know, we could have talked to him. I already talked to him about him coming back on. Like, the uh, guy's great. He's great. Yeah, yeah, he just has a great way about him, you know, really uh good energy and had a great career. I mean, yes. just it but like his path too. Like I really enjoyed some of the the kind of stories and you know, kind of things that he was saying like about that power skating as a goalie and yeah, I, I love think that. that yeah, I mean that those are the things that you know, you really don't hear about too often like where, you know, a goalie coach is, you know, seeing, you know, how you stop the puck more often than not but skating is like so important for goalies being on those edges and and trying to move in the crease efficiently so uh that was i really enjoyed that and you know just like he's he's just a kind of a carefree guy that has some some jam to him too and you can tell when you know when he starts talking about the, the youth hockey 
Oh, absolutely. He's got some fire in his belly. And I, you know, I think early in his career, it was like, you know, him getting in Crosby's face. And there was so many different things that we didn't even get to talk about uh, within his career. But it was also cool, um, you know, talking around, about being around some of those the Red Wings teammates, like walking into that locker room as a young kid, 21 years old, uh, you know, with the likes of the the, the Eisenmans and Fedorovs and, uh, you know, maybe not Fedorov, but but Lidstrom's and uh, Datsuk, Zetterbergs. I mean, the list goes like Shanahan's, right? Like the list goes on and on and on. It's like a, it's like a fake all-star team. <laughs> yeah. And, and the cool part is that he got exposed right away. Right. You know, like, you know, coming out of, you know, there was an injury in training camp and then he put his time in though. And, but like, that was kind of the, um, kind of like the plan I would say, but he still has to perform to his abilities to, you know, kind of fulfill that plan that the organization had for him. Right. And, you know, he did, and he stopped the puck, and he was a good uh, teammate and just a, a a good pro. And that's one of the things that, you know, talking about Ryan Shea a little earlier, it's like, you know, even though you, you might be a higher pick and, like, that, that is the plan, you still have to perform. And, right. and he did, which was, which was pretty cool to see. Yeah. No, it really was. And uh, great interview. Great having him on. But now it's time for the My Hockey Rankings question of the week. Obviously, head over to myhockeyrankings.com and see where your team stacks up. Um, all right. And this one was like, I love this because it's direct. It's, it's just going right to the My Hockey Rankings, guys. It's taking our stupidness out of us. Uh <laughs> Can you ask the team over at My Hockey Rankings if they have ever run their algorithm to rank the NHL? Would be curious what their software says compared to all the experts and pundits. And uh, the the answer from from the from the boys. Yeah. From great Neil question. Ian. Yeah. Great question, Phil. We entered NHL game results and ran our algorithm a couple years ago. The re results were interesting. Due to the parity across the league and relatively balanced schedules, every team plays each other at least once. So the, the strength of schedule for all 32 teams was essentially the same, all within a half rating point of each other. As a result, the rankings came down to team each team's average goal differential. Teams with the highest uh, AGD floated to the top of the rankings, and teams with the lowest AGD plummeted to the bottom of the rankings. There were definitely major differences between our rankings and the experts. Since we calculate an average performance rating, our algorithm doesn't take into account which teams are hot and cold at the moment. It also does not take into account external factors like injuries, starting goalies, trades, etc. Recency bias and external factors played a significant role in the experts' rankings, whereas they are non-existent in our, our algorithm. Hey, that's pretty good. the answer. Yeah, yeah, really good. Really good. And, it, it, you know, I mean, that's that's great. And I mean, great even question. It's a great question, and you know it's so interesting that 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 they ran it with their software, and and you know again like they they talk about it, factor in all those different things, and that goal differential is a big thing, and the strength of schedule when you take everybody's kind of out of the equation, right, is a big difference. It was funny, you know, one of my kids asked night like, oh, why are we ranked below, you know, a team that we beat and tied, and you know, I'm like, well, it's probably at that, you know, with within the algorithm, right, it comes down to strength of schedule. They probably have played some higher ranked teams on the schedule or, you know, beat them by a certain amount of goals. Right. So it's, it's funny and all those things factored in, but yeah, like you said, especially at the NHL level where, you know, maybe you're playing the backup one night. I mean, most of these teams have, 
two goalies that are very capable nowadays, right? But you know, you got some guys ding, dinged up. You're on a long road trip. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe you get the Vegas flu, right? Anything can happen. It's, <laughs> it, it's just, uh, you know, it, those those things do not factor in, in in the algorithm, that's for sure. Yeah, I think it's pretty neat to, to see that. And strength of schedule, and it, that that is a big difference with uh, the youth, though. You're right. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but big time. great question, Phil. And I uh, appreciate the, uh, the fellows getting back, turning that around, and giving us the straight answer yeah no it was great stuff um Mots, before we wrap up here i know you're going to be doing a little bit of tv you've been you know you that beautiful face is all over the place so you'll be on espn plus thursday night bc versus michigan state i'm sure you're looking forward to that and hopefully uh some of the viewers i know this is going to be dropped on friday but uh some of the the listeners will have watched you on there thursday night games nice be able to tune into that yeah no i'm excited you know, you kind of get a feel for the team. Uh, did a couple last week weekend, so it's uh, it's fun. It keeps you in the game. You get to go down and talk to the coaches, see what they're thinking about their their club, and you know, kind of what they want to see from the group. And um, you know, so then I kind of just use that kind of uh, as some you know, like a, like a trained eye almost because it's what yep. they're looking for versus what I'm just seeing. Right. Um, right. Yeah. So I'm kind of like the guy Monty from uh, from Major League. <laughs> You know, <laughs> big <laughs> bottle of Jack Daniels next to you. Yeah, dynamite <laughs> drop in one. <laughs> yeah, oh, but no, it's, it's a lot of fun doing it. And, dynamite you know, drop in money. <laughs> not the Who's best that? color guy in the league for nothing. Oh, yeah. Blowing into a bag. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, um, that, that's so great. That's hopefully great. The, the Eagles can pull it out. But um, yeah, it's, it's fun to do so. Yeah. Oh, you must be. Are you are you a crazy homer or what? No, I try not to be. But okay. No, but you know the team a little bit more, so you have to do right. a little bit more uh, kind of research on Michigan State uh, in this case or, or the opposing team, so that you know you can you can just watch objectively. But um, who's but Michigan know, State got any studs that we should know about? Yeah, they they have some good players. I'm I just gonna dial in. Uh, tomorrow morning this okay uh, we're recording this yeah um yeah, yeah we you still got some time yeah yeah and i gotta talk uh to the coaching staff and we uh then you just go from there you know just guys that kind of who they've been impressed with early in the season and what they expect from you know overall kind of like uh pace of play back end stuff like it i like kind of like asking some questions that kind of can dig a little deeper and when they happen on the ice and then you can really point them out yeah no, well, great stuff. Obviously, thanks to Jimmy Howard for jumping on. Uh, thank you to all the sponsors and and welcome to the Colony Grill, Mots. I know. Have you been down there yet? I haven't. I can't, right. I can't wait though. Yeah, we got a trip planned. Well, that's that's coming soon. I talked to Ken today, and he'll yeah. be up in Boston this weekend with his 2012 Mid Fairfield team. So, best of luck to those guys in the Exposure Cup and. Uh, it's a it's a great place. That hot oil pizza, it's my go-to. It's my favorite. I I literally can't drive through Connecticut or go down there and go to Mid Fairfield play games and not stop there. The last time I was there, I went twice. I went to the Stanford location and the Fairfield location. And uh yeah, it was it, it was it's fantastic. But it's a great family at- atmosphere, obviously. Uh, like they said, you know, like we said in the read, it's uh, you know, there's hockey on the TV at all times, so it's it, it it's a great place to be for sure. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I'm just looking at the pictures and like the setup, and uh, from everyone that I, I've talked to uh, who has gone there, they just love it. So 
make sure you check out a colony grill if you're in that in those areas yeah absolutely great my go-to is always you know getting the parents all right get in order together we go down to mid fairfield there's two games in a day so in between games it's it's either get to the location and order about you know 15 to 20 pizzas or uh you know order it to go bring it back to to chelsea piers and just have a nice little cookout on the lawn not a cookout but a you know, pizza party on the lawn there and get some drinks. It's a really good stuff. So make sure you consider that when you head down uh, to that area with the, with the teams. Um, you know, once again, Mott's good hang, good luck on, on the tube. And um, this episode was once again brought to you by Bet Online. And uh, it's time to cue the ring shrink shuffle, Jersey. Yeah.